generation of high school sports. Now, it's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final week of the high school football regular season. Some teams know that they have at least one more game after this week. Some know that a win tonight will help them get to the playoffs, and some teams know that tonight is their final game that they may ever play organized football. Because of that, every team has something to play for tonight. I'm Eric Fry, and I will be joined by Lane Blakem, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton for the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. And let's not waste any time and get this final week of the season started. And for that, we go to Lane Blickham and a look to the north. Thank you, Eric. We'll start with the Charleston Trojans, who clinched their first playoff spot since 2012 with last week's win at Taylorville. And they did it emphatically. 55-7 to was the final. The Trojans took the opening kickoff and marched right down the field, capped off by this touchdown play. Bonstetter under center. Drop back to pass. Fires it out to King. King makes some tacklers miss. King into the end zone, a 15-yard touchdown pass from Bonstetter to King, and Charleston jumps out on front. That is touchdown pass number six for Luke Bonstetter. Touchdown reception number five for Langdon King. He caught that ball, hit the turbo button, and found Peter Charleston up 6-0. Charleston continued to pour it on from there, winning a 55-7 decision, getting them to 6-2 and and into the playoffs. The Taylorville Tornadoes fell to 4-4 four four on the season, putting them in a must-win scenario tonight when they face Civic Memorial, which is 2-6 and six on the season. You start looking at potential landing spots for the Trojans in the playoffs. If they can win tonight against Salem, then they would get to 7-2. and two. And you could host, you could have to travel at 7-2. and two. With the results from last week around the Apollo, Effingham and Mount Zion both in play now for possible first-round opponents for Charleston as well. It's always fun to look at that and try to guess where things might land. Charleston faces Salem tonight. You can hear the game on Victory 103.9, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Salem is also 4-4, four and four, so they need a win to get themselves to be playoff eligible. Meanwhile, the Mattoon Green Wave had a tough draw last week when they faced Muhammad Seymour, and the Apollo Conference champion Bulldogs won that one 49-6. That puts Mattoon at 1-7 and seven on the season, and they'll face a 4-4 four and four team tonight in the Marion Wildcats. A strange season for Marion. They started 4-0. and oh. Now they've lost four straight to put themselves right on the bubble, so Marion needs the win tonight at Mattoon. We'll see what happens at Gaines Field. Marion at Mattoon on 101.3 WMCI, online at MyRadioLink.com, and with the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship will be determined tonight when Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond hosts Sullivan Okaw Valley. It's unusual to be 8-0 and have not yet clinched your conference championship. But in a closed conference like the LPC is this year, neither team has lost, so the conference title up for grabs this evening in Arthur. The Lakeland College radio station, 89.9 WLKL, has coverage of that game. Don't mind giving them a shout-out. I'm a Lakeland alum. You can hear that game on the Lakeland station, 89.9 WLKL. Around the Lincoln Prairie Conference tonight, the Tri-County Titans take on the Villa Grove Blue Devils. Tri-County is 0-8. They've had their struggles with Villa Grove over the years. In fact, this is one opponent they haven't beaten 
for, I believe, the longest time. It's been uh, quite a dry spell for the Titans against the Blue Devils. Villa Grove is 5-3, and three, so they would love a win to clinch an outright playoff spot tonight in that game. You can hear that one on Classic Rock, 92 on the Axe, online at MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. Cumberland tries to clinch a playoff spot. Eric Lamour details about that when they take on 4-4 four and four, Argena Oriana. The Bombers need a win to become playoff eligible. Arcola will try and finish out the season with a win. They're 3-5. and five. They take on Saragordo Bement at 1-7. and seven. The Central Illinois Conference season has concluded. Non-conference games for all of the teams this week. Shelbyville went 5-0. and oh. Clinton finished second at 4-1 and one after the Rams beat the Maroons last week in that big showdown. Tuscola went 3-2 and two in the conference. Warrensburg-Latham 2-3. and three. Central A&M 1-4. And, and Meridian went 0-5. Oh this week's slate of games, intriguing one between unbeaten Shelbyville they will be at 5-3 and three Nashville. Meanwhile, Central A&M at 3-5 and five will match up with Illini West, which is 4-4, four and four, so they need a win to become playoff eligible. Chester at 4-4 four and four needs a win. They will host Warrensburg-Latham at 3-5. and five. Clinton is 5-3. and three. They would love to clinch a playoff spot if they can win tonight on the road in Pontiac, which is 2-6. and six. Tuscola is 4-4, four and four, so they need a win also to get to five wins. They are hosting 0-8 Oblong this evening. Meridian and Fisher play in a non-conference game tomorrow. Always fun to see how the chips fall heading into week nine and then, of course, the playoff show tomorrow night. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks for that update, Lane. You mentioned the Lincoln Prairie Conference. Well, now let's take a look at another one of those Lincoln Prairie Conference teams, the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland's coming off a 22-12 loss to Nokomis last Friday night in a game that may have damaged the Pirates' playoff chances. Cumberland's offense was stifled by Nokomis as the Nokomis shut down the rushing attack of the Pirates. Cumberland was able to get the passing game going, but it just wasn't enough as Cumberland, with the loss, falls to 5-3 and three on the season. The Pirates now have a tough Week 9 matchup against 4-4 four and four Argenta. And we know the Pirates have five wins and are playoff eligible, but do they have the points? That is the question. Cumberland can take that question out of play with a win tonight, but this is an improved Argenta team that ended a two-plus year losing streak this season and is trying to make it back to the postseason for the first time since the 2019 season. Argenta knows they need a win tonight to even have a chance at being playoff eligible. They're coming off a big 6-2-0 win against Saragordo last Saturday night. The Bombers' offense has started putting it together as they have scored 25 or more points in each of their last four games, going 3-1 and one in those games. The Pirates' offense, meanwhile, has gone the opposite direction as the Pirates have scored 25 or more points in just two of their last six games. Can the Pirate defense step up to prevent this becoming a shootout? Or will the Pirate offense show up to play tonight and get the win on homecoming nonetheless with their playoff hopes on the line? Find out in this all-important matchup on WCRA 99.5 and 107.7 FM at FEMRadio.com or by downloading the free FEM Radio app. Now the team that got a big win last week to set up a chance at the playoffs for themselves the FM Hearts, and for that, we go to Travis Sparks. Big week in high school football. Hard to believe that we're already here in week nine. The finale this week for some and others will be trying to make appearances in the second season, the playoffs. And one team that's hoping to get to the postseason next week, and that is the FEM Hearts. They got their fourth win last week, a 21-14 upset victory over Mount Zion. 
when we talked with FEM head coach Brett Hefner last week, he said that FEM had the blueprint to beat Mount Zion, and they followed the formula and followed it to a T, and that led to the victory. Yeah, that was a big one on Friday. Felt good for our kids uh, to finally finish one out against a really good opponent after letting a couple of them, the other ones, get away from us. And so to, to keep your playoff hopes alive and give you a chance yeah. to, to, to win this week and get in was pretty nice. You know, coaches are never happy. You know, we, we, sure. left, a, we left a couple out on a board. You know, we had, we had to fumble down inside the one. Yeah. You know, where, the, where that's another one. And then uh, uh, we had a, a false start set us back on another drive that, you know, put us in a bad spot. So, so I thought I thought it actually could have been a couple more scores uh, on the board. So, mm-hmm. uh, and with their athleticism and explosiveness, you're never able to relax. So, right. uh, until we were able to knee it out, it, it was yeah. uh, it was going to be cutting it close. With the rain stopping by kickoff and that immaculate turf at Clarkstone Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium early on, it looked like it would be in for another high-scoring affair between the two schools, with both teams getting touchdowns in the first quarter and the Hearts were driving to take the lead. But a fumble at the goal line allowed Mount Zion to get the ball and keep FEM out of the end zone. Thank goodness it didn't. We didn't have to try and score with them, and that was that was good, you know. And, and, and even if for them, you know, in a game like that, even if, you, even if you can just get a couple first downs and then punt and flip field position and make them drive and make them and not give teams short fields, that's that's a big key. But after that, the teams settled in, and the score was 7-7 to and would hold until halftime. FEM would take the lead in the third with a Gage Gillum rushing touchdown. Mount Zion would tie it up and capitalize on a short field due to another Hearts turnover. The one fumble, uh, I probably put us in a bad spot. I told Gage, I felt bad. You know, we were playing well. We were up a score at that time, playing yeah. well defensively. The wind's at your back. Third and seven, just run the ball, keep the clock running. If you get a first down, great. If not, you're punting with the wind. Make them drive the field into the wind. And, uh, you know, I probably maybe put us in a little bit of a bad spot there. But uh, kids bailed us out and, uh, and ended up uh, with, with a big score there to take the lead and we were able to close it out. The tie only held for a little bit as FEM answered right back and a take the lead on a Weldon Dunstan, a 10-yard rushing touchdown. Dunstan's second touchdown of the night would ultimately be the go-ahead score with the defense holding Mount Zion as they had a couple of extra opportunities and the defense held with some great plays by Michael Love and the FEM defensive line. That put FEM at 4-4 four and four with the win, entering Week 9 with 41 playoff points already even before the night's action gets underway. So FEM would be in if they could get that fifth win we knew our point total would be high and typically that cutoff is anywhere from 34 to 35 maybe 36 in there mm-hmm. you know we'll end up in the mid 40s the point total is not going to be an issue we just got to take care of our business on friday and get a win friday. tell you what man it, it's it's wild looking at scores from down there man that conversation score every win or lose teams are scoring points down there and you know they're explosive offensively uh they've had a little trouble slowing people down but Sure. Uh, I think the level of athleticism that they play from week to week is a little different. It's just hard when you don't have a common opponent. It's hard yeah. to hard to gauge much when sure. you don't have anything to compare it to. So, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, so from that standpoint, it has a little bit of a playoff feel to it, and mm-hmm. that, until you get out there, you really don't know. And they, and again, they play pretty good people. You know, Carbondale and, sure. and Marion and Collinsville and you know Mount Vernon and 
and Belleville Altoff, you know, so I mean, it's uh, all those teams are 5A teams, a number of them playoff teams. It's always fun to see how everything shakes out, especially this year with so many teams in the area and in the state on the bubble. Elsewhere in the Apollo Conference tonight, Taylorville, 4-4. Four and four. Well, they ha- even have enough points. Even they get that fifth win. They're at Bethalto Civic Memorial tonight, who's 2-6 and a six on the year. And Breeze Martaday and is at Mount Zion. They both have clinched playoff spots. They're both 6-2 and two for battling for seed purposes there. And Muhammad Seymour, they already clinched their third straight Apollo Conference title last week at the win against Mad Toon. They're 7-1, and one, and they're already good in the playoffs. Tough game to close out on. 8-0 Quincy. And we'll be looking out for those bubble team scores. And, of course, we'll see if FEM can pick up that elusive fifth win. Kickoff is coming shortly. Until then, throw it back to you, Eric. Thanks very much for that report, Travis. Now let's look at a conference that has a few of the bubble teams fighting to clinch playoff spots tonight, the South Central Conference. And for that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome to week number nine of the regular season in high school football. Regular season wrapping up tonight and playoff teams getting themselves ready for week number 10. Among those is the Vandals. The Vandals officially punched their ticket to the playoffs last week with their victory over Gillespie. The Vandals 6-2 and two on the season and home for senior night tonight. The Vandals will take on the Litchfield Purple Panthers, and they are quite the story. Litchfield now 5-3 and three on the season, coming off their victory over Pena. Litchfield is playoff eligible for the first time since 2005. So the 5-3 and three Litchfield Purple Panthers at the 6-2 and two Vandals tonight. Vandals coach Jason Clay talks about having a strong opponent in week number nine heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. And, you know, I think back to the year that uh, we lost in the quarterfinals to A.J. And, I mean, that week nine game against Payne, was a barn burner. I mean, it was it was an offensive festival, but not a whole lot of defense. But but it was two really good teams going at it. And, and I think that that carried us into week, nine, or week 10 and, in week 11, and um, even though we lost that game, I thought we we played a good opponent and a high level, and we we executed a high level. We just kind of ran out of time and, and scored enough points to win, and, and I think that kind of helped us going into the playoffs that year. And um, I guess it is what you make it, but I, I do like playing a good a good opponent at the end and um, chance to you know have a good game and and uh, see where you're at and, and give you a chance to work on any any little things you see going into week 10. For Litchfield that not long ago went five seasons without a victory in a row. They're now five and three playoff eligible coming into tonight and coming off that win over Pena last week. Their head coach, Dan Carlson, talks about the Vandals. Solid program. Um, you know, they've got a great quarterback, and whenever you replace a two-time, two-time All-Stater like uh, Hagee was last year, you always think that they're going to dip, but they found something in there, and they found a quarterback that is uh, – He's pretty tough to stop, and I mean, and that's going to be our goal this week is uh, shutting him down and making somebody else beat us. I mean, he's putting up, he's putting up crazy numbers through the air and on the ground. So, being able to stop him and, and forcing somebody else to beat us is going to be key for us. And then just being able to uh, put a drive together. Uh, Vandalia has shown that they can play zone, that they can play man. They're aggressive in the run, and uh, you know, how are our guys going to respond? And it's going to be a good chess match between the coaches. 
So it's the Vandals and the Litchfield Purple Panthers tonight at Mark Greer Field. Senior night for the Vandals, 7 p.m. with game time. We'll have the game for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia Radio app. Well, the Southwestern Piasaw Birds are 4-4. Four and four. They need a victory tonight to be playoff eligible. They are at home, and they're taking on the 3-5 and five Hillsboro Hilltoppers tonight. 5-3 and three Carlinville, they're at home tonight on the turf to take on 0-8 Gillespie. 8-0 Greenville, they will be at 1-7 North Mac tonight in South Central Conference play. And Payne of 5-3 on the season there at Staunton. The Bulldogs are 3-5. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week number 9. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks for that update, Todd. Looking forward to some of those great South Central Conference matchups. Now, let's look at some other games going on around the areas. In Little Illini action, it will be 1-7 Marshall traveling to 1-7 Newton. Olney will try to get a win this season as they host 2-6 and six Robinson. And in two very important games for playoff purposes, Paris will try to get their sixth win as they host 7-1 and one Casey in what is uh, sure to be a highly contested contest. And Mount Carmel will try to win another little Illini Conference title. But in order to do that, they'll need to beat 7-1 and one Lawrenceville in what's sure to be a, another highly contested contest. Finally, in a game that will affect some 1A areas, area teams for that playoff bubble purposes on Saturday. 4-4 four and four Red Hill will take on 4-4 four and four Carlisle. So one of those two teams is going to become playoff eligible. We'll have to see if that affects the playoffs at all. For more on who gets in and who's going where for the playoffs, make sure you tune into the starting lineup playoff spectacular tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. on 98.9 The Game as Travis and myself will look at all our area teams going into the playoffs and who may be left at home. Again, that's tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. over on 98.9 The Game. Well, that will wrap things up for the regular season on the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. For Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton, I want to say thanks to all of you, the great listeners and fans, for joining us all season long here on the pregame show. We greatly appreciate it. Well, now let's head to the booth as the regular season finale is just moments away from kickoff here in week nine of the high school football season. And now, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM present... Pontius takes the snap, play action pass. He's looking to throw, loads up, and it's going to be Effingham football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM.
more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome in to Centralia High School as it is week number nine of the regular season finale tonight. And it's between the FEM Hearts and the Centralia Orphans. The Hearts need this one to get into the playoffs as they are 4-4. and Need this one tonight to get to that magical fifth win. And, hey, they have the points. We talked about it last week, but they need that fifth win, and they're searching for it tonight. And Centralia, they come into this contest 2-6. and Welcome into the broadcast booth. My name is Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters. We're here calling all the action tonight here on Jack FM and also streaming online, fmradio.com, and on the FEM Radio app as well. As the last time out, FEM pulled off the upset win over Mount Zion, as you heard on that pregame. 21-14 to was the final to get here to 500 and to get here to Week 9 to have an opportunity and a shot at the postseason. As for Centralia on the other side, they are 2-6 and six on the season, and last week they lost 70 uh, to, uh, what was the final score there? I know Mount Vernon scored at 70 points in that one, 70 to 31. 31 or 35, something like that. Yeah. 31, I think, and uh, so uh, Mount Vernon uh, really put up the points on them, but hey, so did Centralia. They put up some uh, points as well, and obviously having a tough season for them being a 2-6, and a six, so here it is, all on the line tonight. You got Centralia, FEM. FEM needs this one for win number five tonight, Dominic. And that's what we're trying to do as we close out the season here in Centralia. Yeah, for sure. They definitely need this win, like you said, to uh, that fifth win. And uh, they have enough have enough playoff points, we believe. So uh, if they get this win, they, sh- they should make the uh, IHSA state playoffs. And, uh but first, they got they got to face Centralia. I know their uh, the record's two and six, like you said. Uh, they got two wins, um, but one one of those was by forfeit to, uh, to Granite City. But uh, anyways, it's still two and six, and they're you know they're still going to come out here and compete. You know, it's their senior night. You know, the seniors are their last game. You know, on this field, they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, so you know they definitely got to they want to go out there and play their best and front of their home crowd to leave it leave it all on the field, you know, for Effingham, you know, they need this need this one to uh to you know, to make it to the playoffs after the upset, you know, against uh Mount Zion last week to, to put them in this situation, which is great. Um so I mean that definitely definitely a lot to play for for, for Effingham. They just can't uh they just can't uh, can't lose sight I guess of uh lose sight of that and uh you know what Centralia sneak one, sneak one past them here, but uh, I think uh, FEM's. I know they've had a lot of, a lot of problems this season, and I know Coach Hefner's been frustrated and things like that. But uh, I think I think they got uh, a lot of those, a lot of those things corrected, and I, I look for uh, you know FEM to uh, put their best foot forward here tonight and finish out the season strong here on the road at Centralia and uh, get that fifth win, and uh, everybody be watching the watching and listening tomorrow night to see where uh see see where they play uh next next friday or saturday so uh i uh i expect a good good game good game here tonight uh i know Centralia puts up a lot of points but so so can effingham so you never know we might uh we might have a shootout here tonight travis and uh yeah hopefully so as effingham uh, will be uh possibly uh waiting and to see where they play like you mentioned uh, next week 
and uh, we'll be uh, live on the air on uh, 7 to 9 p.m. over on 98.9 The Game for the starting lineup playoff extravaganza to get our live reactions when the uh, playoff brackets are revealed and uh, see where our area teams stack up. We got another pivotal match over on our sister station, WCRA, tonight. The Cumberland Pirates, they're, uh, they're win number five, but they still don't feel comfortable with that fifth win. They would uh, clinch it with a sixth victory, and they're trying to go for that. And it's also homecoming there in Toledo tonight as well. So, oddly enough, week nine, not only do you have the distractions of are we going to make the playoffs, did we do good enough in the season and our tough loss last week to Nokomis, but now we also got to deal with homecoming distractions as well. And Argenta, they're fighting for their playoff lives. They're just playing to get playoff eligible. They're 4-4 four and four on the season. And so we'll be looking out for that game over on WCRA. There's also some other pivotal games in the Apollo Conference as well that we'll be looking out for tonight. But I like what you said there, Dom, in the beginning of that was after all of this, all the frustrations this season and all the self-inflicting mistakes that Coach F has always been talking about as we've gone on through the weeks. Last week they overcame that. They overcame some of those fumbles that they had. They had that one at the goal line. And they also had another fumble that set up the Mount Zion was in their own territory in a short field. They took advantage of that. But FEM was ultimately to overcome that. And if you were able to overcome that against Mount Zion, and if you, after all this, you, after nine weeks, you can say that we're going to the second season, that we're going to play a tenth game, I think the Hearts would take that. And Coach Hefner would take that no matter what kind of draw happens tomorrow night. As Centralia is making their way out onto the field tonight, Senior night for Centralia, and also it's a matchup of two of the most unique nicknames in all of the state of Illinois. On those lists that you see, you have, of course, yes, Topless with the wooden shoes. Of course, you always see the hearts there as well with the flaming hearts, but also the Centralia Orphans tonight. And uh, I, I always appreciate their uh, girls' basketball team and their girls' athletics uh, named the Orphan Annies uh, there, so that's a little... Uh, fun fact about Centralia and these two teams have faced off, but it's been quite a while as they actually played quite frequently way back when before Coach Hefner was here. Coach Mack was uh, coaching at the time, and the last time these two teams met, it was in September 13, 2013. That was a 28-6 win for Centralia. That was in Effingham. Last time they played here in Centralia was in 2012, the previous year. It was a 44-36 win for the Orphans there. And uh, so we'll hopefully not repeat that, those two performances here tonight as FEM has made their way out onto the field as well. Also uh, to note that Centralia won the coin toss. And instead of doing what maybe the teams do nowadays and uh, defer, they're actually going to receive. So they're going to get the ball first to begin uh, this uh, contest and see what they can do. And also Centralia, 2-6 and six record. It's very deceiving. Uh, we know how good the FEM defensive line is, but I wouldn't be shocked if Centralia puts up some points tonight because in their losses, they put up a lot of points. They have a lot of offense in those games. Like last week against Mount Vernon, they lost 70-41 to was the final score there. And uh, the quarterback, Jones, he threw five touchdown passes in wow. the game as well, in over 270 yards as well. And his two main targets are Cam Tomlanovich, as he had a couple of catches, 130 yards, and a couple of scores as well. And Xavier uh, Coach as well had seven grabs and a three, a touchdown as well. A couple of the uh, big targets that uh, they're going to be focusing in on uh, tonight 
for the Hearts defense and the Hearts secondary. So watch out. And so I'm interested to see how this Centralia offense like, come out uh, against this uh, great defensive front for FEM. Mike Love came up big last week in yes, that final did. drive, their yes, second-to-last drive for Mount Zion. And we'll see if the Hearts defensive line, Charlie Ring and uh, Mendendorf, and those guys will uh, come up and uh, show up tonight as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. And yeah, like I said, Centralia putting up a, a lot of points, a lot of points this season. Unfortunately, able to only only have two victories. But uh, like I said earlier, you know, it could it could be a shootout. I know Effingham's uh, able to put up a, a lot of point, a lot of points as well. But uh, we'll see if uh, Effingham's uh, defense or their defensive line can uh, do what they've been doing all season. And uh, you know. Maybe maybe get uh, get some fumbles or interceptions or whatever, and uh, you know knock the knock the or- orphans back to, back a little bit, and uh, keep keep the keep the pressure on them, and uh, maybe prevent them from scoring uh, scoring as much as they they have uh, having games this, uh, this, this season. I mean, you said they scored forty one points last week against Mount Vernon. I mean, usually that's enough to enough to win, but Mount Vernon scoring seventy uh, definitely definitely lose those every time, but. Uh, Hopefully, if uh, hopefully Centralia doesn't put up forty-one to nine, if so, hopefully FEM has more. But uh, yeah, like like you said, Travis, I'm looking looking forward to see what the Centralia offense offense brings against FEM defense. And well, like you said, uh, Centralia they they won the toss. They said, "Give us the ball, we'll we'll take it, and we'll uh, we'll take it first, and we'll uh, see show you what we can do with it." So uh, we get ready to kick off here and just. Uh, Week nine of the IHSA uh, football season here from uh, Centralia, Illinois, at uh, Evers Field. Uh, Stepton and uh, the FEM Hearts get ready to uh, kick it off, and uh, we'll get ready to go here. Yep, uh, Stepton will be uh, booting it away. Uh, Jones and uh, Brandon will be back to receive uh, the kickoff for Centralia. So here we go. Regular season finale is underway. It's a little low line drive kid, takes it up the middle, and Brad's going to take it on a bounce. He's at the 20. He gets a block. He's at the 30, and he's thrown down as he gets it past the 35-yard line. So a good, a decent return there for Centralia will set them up there on their first drive inside the 35. Yeah, it was about 20, 25, 27, 28-yard return there uh, for, for Centralia, but uh, Michael Love was the first one, first one right there, and uh, Says how you do, I'll uh, I'll take you down. But uh, Centralia will start off here, and uh, we'll we'll tell you what happens. Thirty-eight yard line is where they're going to mark him down officially. That's where the orphans will take over as Jones will be a deep, and he's going deep on the first play of the game. He's got it. It's complete at the thirty, and he's tackled at the twenty. And a big shot there, as that was uh, Custer or Kessler there with a stop, and. That was also a grab there by Bratton, and that's a big catch all the way down to the 17-yard line, Dom. A huge strike that on the first huge, play. That was a huge strike on the on the first play. And, uh, and so uh, Jones will hand it off on the second play of the game, and uh, that's going to be uh, for a short game there. As uh, That was Morgan on the carry, and there wasn't much there that time after that big shot on the first play. It was actually a loss of one. The pass play was uh, 55 yards there from uh, Jones to Bratton. 
And Jones will draw back the pass again. And he passes the right side. Pass is complete there, and he makes a move, and he gets it up inside the 10-yard line before he's brought down. And that is Coke there with the catch. And about a nine-yard game there. It'll be third and two. Of course, Centralia. And Jones will hand it off to Morgan again, and he goes to the left side, and he might have been stacked up right there. I don't know if he got close enough to the first down marker, and they're going to say no gain. So the hearts hold. No gain there on the play uh, for first and Trey. The FEM defensive line doing doing their job and keeping the running back here at base so far. All right, here we go. Fourth and two looks like Centralia line up to go for it, and it is fourth and two at the nine yard line. So we're knocking on the door, but they only need two for the first. Jones will drop back to pass. It looks like he's going to run it off to the right side, trying to turn the corner. He's got a good block, and he turns it up, and he's inside the end zone. Touchdown for Jones. Takes it off to the right side, got some good blocking, and that's a nine-yard touchdown there for Jones. And Centrilli is on the board first. They lead six to zero. Yeah, it was the uh, design quarterback keeper there, and Jones just ran it, uh, ran it off to the right side there. He's looking to get the first down, but uh, just took it in for the touchdown, and uh, Centrelli tries the extra point here. Hollett will kick it up, and it's going to be up to uprights. Good. And uh, that makes it Centralia 7, Hearts nothing with 10-13 to go in the opening quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack FM. Weston Company Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here at Centralia High School, uh, the Orphans go on top 7-2-0 here in the early going. A big pass play on the very first play of the game set up the Orphans, and they finish it off there with that nine-yard touchdown run by Jones. So Effingham's got some work to do after they uh, trail here after the first possession. And Centralia will boot it away. That's Weaver and Dunson back there to see if it's Weaver. He's going to take it about the 15-yard line. He's got some blocks. He has the 40. He makes one guy miss. He's at the 50. So a nice return there by Jacob Weaver. And he's into Centralia territory. Nice return there for Weaver. And maybe that's exactly what FEM needed there to get some momentum back. I believe believe so. I think uh, that was about a... 34, 30, 40 yard return there by uh, by Weaver, and I think uh, I think you're exactly right. That's what FBM needs to get some some momentum back after Centralia's big big drive right off the bat. And uh, yeah, the hard start in Centralia territory couldn't ask for anything better here. Here we go. They set up at the 47. It'll be Gillum up under center, two receivers split out to the far left, and the Dunstan will be in the backfield. And Gillum's going to throw on the first play of the game. That pass complete to Belcher. As he gets a nice block, he's got the first down and some. He's down the far sideline. He's finally going to be pushed out of bounds, and that's going to be close to the 25-yard line. They keep walking closer to the 20. And I think they're going to spot him at the 22. 
They do. About a 25-yard gain there. Pass there by uh, Gil, Gil and the Belcher. So nice job of Belcher to get the yards after after he catch there. So Hart's get a nice big pass play first, and Gillum's going to go up under center. He'll turn and hand off to Dunson right side, trying to find a block. Tries to cut it back up the middle, and he falls forward close to the 15-yard line. Might be just shy of that. So still a decent gain there for Dunston. And they're going to say it's a gain of about seven. So it'll be nice second and three. Yard gain there for Dunston. Uh, chip, chipping away those yards as he, as he normally does every game. So it'll be a Gillum going up on their center. And a Gillum will take the snap. And he's a handoff to Dunston again. This time he's working the left side. He finds room to run up the middle. And he keeps pushing forward. He stays on his feet. And he's in. Touchdown. That's a lick of my chicken, pulling my pork barbecue. Effingham touchdown. And so Effingham, a few plays later, responds with a touchdown of their own. I told you, Travis, we might have Woo. a shootout here tonight. And we've got uh, 13 points oh between two teams in the first three minutes or less. So we got like 10 plays in the game, and we're already two scores. Right. Donaldson will be on the hold, and Stephen will be up to kick it through the uprights. Up and good. So, 9.04 to go in the very first quarter. It's Hart 7, Centralia 7. So, we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Hart's Football on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student Checking Account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, Hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here at Deuce Charlie High School. We're in for a wild one here tonight. Judging by the first nine plays, we're already two scores. And it's a Stefton going to be booting it away. And that's going to be a fielder there by Jones about the five-yard line. And he looks to pick up some blockers. He's at the 30. He's at the 40. He makes a juke move. He's at past the 50-yard line. So Jones gets a nice return for Centralia. But there is a flag on the play. Oh, there is a flag behind the play. And if this is on the hard, Centralia will go in the nice territory. It's a face mask on Effingham. So with the nice return, attack on some extra yardage. So Centralia is going to be in business here with a nice return, a plus a 15-yard penalty on Effingham, too. And so keep marching it down, and they're going to set it down at about the 27. So... About a 32. 32, yeah. So, wow. So, after that, a nice return by Jones, who's also the quarterback. He had a decent return in and of itself, but then helped out with that 15-yard penalty. Effingham, again, one of those self-flicking mistakes there. Centralia mm-hmm. set up shop at the 32-yard line. That's the heart 32-yard line. Jones will take the snap, high snap, and he hands off to Morgan. Actually puts it on the turf, and the Hearts got it. So a bad exchange there. And Metzner there on the fumble recovery. So my goodness, bad exchange there between Jones and Morgan. And Metzner was right there to fall on it. So FEM takes over. 
on a fumble. Nice job there by uh, by FPM to take take advantage of uh, take advantage of that fumble and uh, fall on it, and uh, hopefully they can take advantage of uh, advantage of this year and uh, put some more points on the board. So FEM will take over 8:51 on the clock, and Gillum up on her center, and he's going to be a play action pass. Rolls out pass complete to Reed on the left side. Tries to stiff arm. He's got some running room. He's at the 40s down the sideline, and he's pushed out at the 30 yard line. Finally tackled, so a big pass play there to Reed on one of their favorite plays, and that's up to the 31-yard line. Uh, that's going to be a uh, about a 47-yard 47, 47 gain there for uh, for for Effingham. So uh, first, Gillum will hand it off to a Dunstan, and he's met in the backfield. He swung down in the backfield as he kind of ran into his own blockers there. That didn't help, but then Centralia. Tosses them for a, a big loss that time. And that's a, a big loss all the way back to the 37. Losses, loses seven, they say. Wow. Excuse me, that was a that was only a 31-yard catch there by Reed. That was my, my mistake. It's all right. It's a loss of uh, seven, they say. So it'll be a second down and a 17 of all at their own, or at the Centralia 37. Gillum will send a man in motion, and Gillum takes a snap on the shotgun. He's rolling out to the right side, and he's looking downfield. He can't find anyone to pass to, so he's just going to tuck it and run, and he runs out of bounds close to the 30-yard line. So nothing there that time for Gillum. He just tucked it in and ran, and they're going to mark him out at about the 28. So about a nine-yard game that time. Third and seven for the Hurts. Nice job there by, by Gillum to get, gain that nine yards and uh, take it to a third and seven instead of uh, possibly a third and 20. So definitely a better better position for them. Evian will line up in the shotgun, and Gillum will send a belcher in a motion, and so they'll stack the left side. And Gillum takes a snap. He rolls out to that left side. He looks downfield, and he throws. He's got a man open. That's lost. He's there. He is. Touchdown. Nice. To lots. 28-yard touchdown. That's an FEM. That's a lick of my chicken, pulling my pork barbecue. FEM touchdown, and it's FEM thirteen to seven. Wow, another another FEM score. Seven thirty nine left to go, and uh, yeah, he had uh, Gillum had lots wide open. Lots was behind the defender, and just, uh, Gillum put it out there in the right spot. Lots was able to haul it in, and got kick the extra point here. Donaldson gets it down, and Stephson kicks it through the uprights. It's good. So attack on the extra point, it's Hart 14, Centralia 7, 7.39 to go, still in the opening quarter. We'll take a 30-second timeout, and we'll be back with more Hearts football here on Jack Evan. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome 
back in here to Centralia to a wild shootout already. It's 14-7 FEM. Low line drive kick, probably a squib kick, and an upback's going to have to feel that at about the 30-yard line. Just going to have to fall down on it. I think that was Morgan who fell down on it. It was. So Centralia will take over at about the spot of the 32-yard line. They just don't want to kick it deep again. To no, Jones they, no, they don't. Return. No, they don't. They, uh, they learned their lesson. They don't want to <laughs> kick it deep, but... Uh, yeah, let's not forget that that FEM touchdown was set up by the Centralia fumble, so they definitely took advantage of uh, advantage of the turnover and turned in some points as they're up 14-7 here in the first quarter. Well, let's see if Centralia can hold on to the football. Jones will take the snap and the shotgun. He's looking to pass, looking over here to the near sideline again, and he's going for Brant- Bratton again, and this time it's going to go incomplete. And so they were trying to hit the same exact first play, but this time they don't connect. Bratton did have a step though. Yeah, Bratton did. Bratton did have a have a step there, and he he, he would have caught it. I just hard telling. I don't know if he would have made the end zone or not, but uh, couldn't connect on that one. As Bratton uh, Bratton bobbled it. It might have been maybe uh, maybe a little bit towards the out of bounds side, possibly. So Centrale will try it again here on second and ten. Second and ten, and Jones will be in the shotgun. And it's empty set this time. And he's got a receiver coming in in motion. And they fake the handoff, going deep this time to the left side, and he's got his man down the middle. It's caught, and it's going to be just tripped up there. That's Tom Monovich. And uh, Donaldson saved the touchdown probably there, just getting enough of Tom Monovich's uh, feet. And still, it's a gain up to the 30-yard line for Centralia. Big gainer there. 38-yard pass there, completion from uh, from Jones to uh, oh. uh, Tom Yonovich, that's right. And so Jones will be in the shotgun. Got two receivers on each side of the line. They look on the left side, pass complete to Bratton, and he flips one tackler, and he gets a pass to the 25 there, and uh, that's going to be a decent pickup there on second down, or on first down. So it'll be a gain of eight yards that time. So second and two. Nice little eight-yard pass there from uh, Jones Jones to Bratton. He's like uh, Bratton's one of his uh, favorite wideouts here so far. Jones in the shotgun again. Two receivers split on each side of the line. Looking to pass on the left side. High pass incomplete there, but there is a flag towards the middle of the field. So we'll wait to see what this penalty flag is on. And it's going to be holding on Centralia, so that'll back them up here on this second down play. So it'll be a 10-yard penalty, and it'll be a second down and 12 that time for the Orphans. That's the Orphans' uh, first penalty of the game. Uh, each team only has one penalty. Centralia, one penalty for 10 yards. FDM, one penalty for uh, 15 yards. So the ball will be moved to about the 33. Jones is going to be in the shotgun, and this time it's going to be an empty set. Yeah, three right receivers split out to the right. That's Tomanovich in the slot, and Jones takes a snap, high snap. Here comes the rush. He's going to have to be flushed out. They can't get away from him, and the ball comes loose late. But was he down already? Hard to do recover, and uh, that's Charlie Ring is going to be the stacker, and Metzner picked it up, but. I think they're going to say that Jones was down already. But either way, that's a huge loss for Centralia. As they did say that he was down. So that's going to be 
a loss of six, third and 19 now. Yeah, that was that was a heck of a, a, heck of a loss there for Brevin uh, and the FPM defensive line. You know, showing just how how powerful they are. So third and long for Centralia, and Tomanovich will go in motion to the right side. Jones in the shotgun. He's looking to pass here on third and long. Passes deep on the near sideline, and it's going to be incomplete. And no flags, so that'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, that, uh, that pass from Jones was a wobbler. I'm not sure if it was tipped or not, but it was definitely uh, definitely a wounded duck, as they as they say. But uh, you know, looking looking for Bratton again, and uh, we'll try it again here, maybe on uh, fourth and nineteen. Looks like they're gonna gonna go for it. Yeah, so they're gonna go for it. Five forty nine to go here in the opening quarter still, and a Jones will be in empty set in the shotgun. Got three receivers split out on the near side, and now they'll. Uh, looks like to be shift out into the punt. So Jones will punt it away. No one's back here for FEM, though. And we'll see if they actually go for it here. Uh, it's a high snap, and Jones has to go track it down, and he's just going to have to abort mission. And he's trying to run, get what he can out of it on the right side. He makes one guy miss, and he gets it down the sidelines, but he's going to be short of the first down marker. So, my goodness. That was almost a disaster, but it almost worked out in Centralia's favor. But... For, unfortunately for them, it was just shy of the first down mark. He's about four yards short of it. And so Effian will take over on a turnover on downs after all that. Well, yeah, like you said, that was uh, that was that could have been disastrous for uh, for Centralia. Effingham could have, you know, he could have been sacked at the 50-yard line or whatever, but Centralia made something out of nothing, didn't get the first down, but it was better than what it could have been. Effingham will start out of the 25, and hand off to a Dunstan. He takes it straight up the gut, and he's got room to run, and he spins off a couple of tacklers. He's still carrying people, and he's got the first down and some, and he gets it to about the 37-yard line. So that'll be a first and a 10 gain up to the 37, so gain of 12. 12-yard gain there by, uh, by Dunstan. So it'll be first, first and 10 of 4, FEM Gillum up under center, send a belcher in motion, and hands off to uh, Dunstan again. Right side, got some blockers, cuts it back up the middle, and he's close to midfield before he's flung down. And so that's back-to-back runs for Dunstan and back-to-back first down. And that's another 12-yard gain, just rinse and repeat there from the previous play. Well, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, rinse, 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 and repeat there for for Dunstan, and uh, just keep gaining those yards and moving the ball for the Hearts, and hopefully it ends up in the end zone with more points on the board. We're almost at midfield here. Gillum up on our center, two receivers split out there. Going to try a screen for Belcher again, trying to get a block on the outside, but they can't get it there, and uh, so that's going to be a short gainer that time, as that worked early on, but Cicelli was there to snuff it out this time. Only a three-yard gain that time. Or actually, just a one-yard gain, so it'll be second down and nine. So, yeah, it didn't work out like it did the, the first time when we got the uh, 25-yard gain, but uh, nonetheless, the ball's at the 50-yard line, second and nine for the Hearts. Gillum will go up in his center and send Belcher in motion as the Gillum takes the snap, and it's going to be a play-action pass, rolls out to the right, trying to hit Reed, and it's going to be incomplete. They're trying, yep, that was Reed. And it was incomplete, maybe too much mustard on that one. And it'll be a third down and nine after that incompletion. 
yeah, maybe he might have uh, might have had a little too much mustard, and maybe just maybe lead, leading him leading him away, maybe just a little bit. And uh, if it would have been a completion, would have had plenty of room to gain some more yards. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, third and nine here for the Hearts. Third and nine for SEM at midfield. Gillum in the shotgun sends a man in motion. He's looking to throw. Throws across the middle. Pass is complete, and it's going to be brought down at the sticks. That is Webb with the reception. And that's going to be really close, and they're going to say a first down, though. So it just got enough up to the 41, so a gain of nine. Yeah, and just enough. I wasn't sure there either. I thought saw it was right. Yeah, he was right there. Yeah. Anyway, just just enough, another first down, and the arch drive keeps going. Inside Centralia territory, as Gillen will hand off to Dunson again, find room to run on the right side, makes a couple of guys busy, still on his feet. He's in the middle of the field. He's past the 20. Up to the 15-yard line and some. My goodness, another nice run of four. Dunstan just slashing the defense. And it's coming back, though. Yeah, I was going to say. It looks like it's a penalty on FEM as everybody continues to walk back. So it was a nice run there for Dunstan, but basically will wipe it off as it didn't happen. Is it's going to back them up, keep going to about the 49. So it's going to be a 10-yard penalty on that first down play. So instead of a gain of 15 yards or so, it'll be a loss of 10 and redo the down. So Gillum up on our center. He'll take the snap hand off to Dunstan again. This time left side, he's got some nice blocks, and he carries people up past the 40-yard line. So got a lot of that yardage back there, and that'll set up a uh, second and about eight or so, or seven. So, a great game there for Dunstan. They even got more than I thought. 14-yard gain there for, yeah. for Dunstan, it looks like. It'll be second down and eight. And it's Gillum sitting in Belcher in motion. As Gillum will take the snap and play action pass, looking to throw, looking to throw it down the middle. Try for Belcher, he's got him in, he's got a 10-ball touchdown. Belcher. And that's another lick of my chicken, pulling my pork barbecue, heavy up touchdown. And that puts him up a 20 to 7. That's a big pass play there. Yeah, it was a big, that was a big pass play there, 37 yards strike from Gillum to Belcher, and Belcher was uh, about wide, wide open. open, wide open as you could be as the Sefton puts the ball up, and it is Donaldson gets the snap down, and Michael Sefton kicks it through the uprights, and now that puts Effingham up 21-7, to 249 to go, still in the opening quarter, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack Evan. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their peaceful life hot tub sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Centralia High School as FEM on the board again. A big pass play there, 37-yard touchdown 
from uh, Gage Gillum at two, a Brody Belcher. And that puts up FEM 21, a two, a seven, a step and another short kick fielded by Morgan, this time at about the 30-yard line. And he's trying to make a couple people miss, trying to get up close to the 40, but FEM pushes them back. And we'll see if they uh, still have the forward progress. So FEM did push them back there, but forward progress will get them close to about the uh, 39-yard line there. So... Again, the kicking away from Jones that time. So they'll set it at the 39. Yeah, FEM. So we've learned our lesson. We're not <laughs> going to kick it to you. We'll just uh, well, let some of these other guys have a chance and see what they can do. Yeah, not again. And Jones will be in the shotgun. This time, the single receiver's out on each side of the line. Jones takes a snap play action, and he's going to look for a draw, and it's nothing doing there. Brought down. That's Spitzer Fox. Bringing him down deep in the backfield. Sniffing out the option play there. So that's going to be a loss of about three or four there. It's a lot, you're going to say a loss of four there. So it'll bring up second down and a 14. They'll push the ball back to the 35-yard line for Centralia. So... It'll be a Jones and the shotgun guy. Two receivers split out to the far side. They'll shift some people over in a different side. Morgan will line up to his left, and they're going to keep it. Will Jones, and he runs it up to the right side. Not a lot there. Maybe got back to the original line of scrimmage, but that's about it. On another design, a QB run there. So they're going to say actually didn't get back to the original line, so only a gain of about three there to a third and 11. Yeah, another design run there, but uh, Effingham uh, didn't let them go too far, and they were ready and uh, took them down like they've been uh, taking down uh, opposing quarterbacks all season. Jones in the shotgun got three receivers split out on the far side, and here comes a flag before the play can get underway as the official closest to uh, Bratton there through it and so we'll see what this is on and maybe a violation on it is on Centralia and so it's going to be a procedure illegal procedure as maybe the uh, receiver didn't get clearance there Bratton that is and that'll be a five yard penalty so make it a third and 16 so make this third down a little extra harder So it'll be a Jones in the shotgun. He got two receivers split out on the far side. Jones takes the snap, looking to throw it here on the near side, but he just supports mission. He throws it downfield, pass complete to Bratton. But we got uh, flags in the backfield, and it's going to be a first down, sending the flag up to about the uh, 44-yard line. And oh, like it's on Centralia. Yep, we'll wait uh, for the official word. Uh, that's going to be a, I didn't see the official there officially make the call. And either way, Centralia is walking back, so it'll be on the orphans. So it'll be a holding penalty, and it'll back them up way far here, third and extra long, country mile, they say, third and about, I say, 20. 22, 23-yard line, yeah. That's where they'll set there, so third and extremely long, third 40 seconds to go here in the opening quarter, and what has been a wild one so far, 
They'll back it up to their own 23, third and 26, officially. Jones, it's a direct snap, and trying to get some running room out of it. Cuts it back up the middle and gets it to about the 30 before Effian's defense swarms and brings them down. And so that's not going to be nearly enough, and uh, that's going to be maybe a gain of about six there. And so that'll be fourth and still 20. And we got nine seconds on the game clock, so maybe the final snap. They're looking to punt it away. Morgan will be booting it away. Two, one. They're not going to get it off, and that's going to do it for the opening quarter. And so that'll do it after 12 minutes of play. Wild first quarter there, a lot of points. 21 points for FEM, seven for Centralia. And we'll be back in one minute for the second quarter. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. Heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the leader. Hi, I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342-2323 or schedule through our website at MERSAC.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AO Okay, for warm, trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or MERSAC.com. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Centralia High School. Uh, it was a wild first quarter there. Effingham on top 21 and 2 of 7. After 12 minutes, we have a score update from Cumberland. It's the Cumberland leading over Argenta 6-0 over on our sister station, WCRA. As Cumberland scored a touchdown, but the extra point was blocked. For here, everybody's made their extra points. There was a lot of them. 28 combined points between the two schools in that opening quarter. Morgan will be the one uh, going to be punting it away, and Donaldson's back deep to receive. He's just going to let it go and bounce at the 40-yard line and takes a decent Centralia bounce. And it'll finally uh, die there at about the 33-yard line. So it's a three and out there after some penalties and some losses of yardage there, and nothing doing that time for Centralia. No, really, nothing, nothing doing there. That uh, that time for Centralia is uh, some penalties. They did have a uh, a nice, a nice pass over the middle that was uh, negated by uh, by a penalty and. Uh, Penalties. Centralia's got uh, three penalties for 25 yards, and Effingham's got two penalties for 25 yards as well. But uh, yeah, since the opening touchdown for uh, opening drive for Centralia, they haven't really been able to uh, do a whole lot, putting more points back on the board offensively. There you go, Effingham starting at their own 33-yard line. Gillum in the shotgun, and he's going to keep it. Will Gillum, and he'll run it straight up the middle. Not a lot there. Maybe he gained one yard. That's about it on the design QB keeper that time for Gillum. Yeah, not much, not much happened there for Gillum. Looks like they're going to give him a yard, gain of a yard. But uh, other than that, not much doing for Gillum on the on the QB keeper. So first play of the uh, second quarter gains a yard for 
gauge, and it'll be second and nine up to the 34-yard line. Gillum will go straight eye formation this time. Receiver split on each side. Dunstan there on the backfield. And Gillum takes the snap, play action pass. Gillum rolls to his right side, looks downfield, throw is complete to Watts at about the 45-yard line. And he actually goes backwards momentarily, and he's right at the markers there. as He had it for sure, but he went backwards to try to make a move. And they're actually a penalty as well. So FEM looks to be like they're moving back, so it's on them. So it'll be a violation on the heart. Didn't see exactly what happened there. They're going to move it to about the 28. So 10-yard holding penalty, it looks like, on, on the hearts there. So push them back 10 yards. and yeah, 24. It'll be second and 19. Hearts third penalty of the game. So... Second down and a 19, and it's going to be Gillum up in our center. Uh, two receivers uh, split as they're going to roll to the right, and Gillum fires downfield for a lot. It's going to be short of him, but lots nice adjustment, and it got him to the 40-yard line. It's a catch for lots, but they're going to say uh, that, well, the coach here for Centralia wanted to be incomplete as that ball came out extremely late, but I think that he went to the ground, and it's going to be – a completion up to about the 42-yard line, it looks like. As still able to make it there to a lot after it looked to be underthrown a little bit. So it's going to yeah, be all the way to the 42. They will come back in the 34-yard pathway there from Gillum to Lott. Ten, 10 to go here in the second quarter. Gillum will hand it off to Dunstan left side. He's trying to find the block. He cuts it back up the field, and he's getting past the 30-yard line before he's brought down. So that's a first down and some for the Hart on another nice carry there for Dunstan to the 27. So 13-yard game that time there for Dunstan. Nice job there by Dunstan to eat up, eat up some, more of those, eat some more of those yards there. He's the... Uh, Doing a great, great job. Uh, great job carrying the ball so far tonight. Gillum will be in the shotgun. Two receivers split out on the right side. And Gillum will keep it this time. And he goes to the left side. No one's over there. And he gets to the 20 and he ducks out of bounds. So a decent pickup there that time. Right at the sticks. Maybe just got enough. And if we're moving the chains, I think we are over on the sideline. Oh, no, I think we're going to mark it just short. So it'll be second and in inches, basically. Yeah, they're going to give him a nine-yard gain there, like you said. Yeah, pretty much second, second and inches here for Effingham. So second and one up to the 19-yard line. Gillum will go up on a center and send Belcher in motion. And then Gillum takes a snap and he hands off to Dunstan, runs into a lineman, and he still is able to fall forward and fight for extra yardage to about the 15-yard line. So that's still good enough for the first down after the gain of four yards. Nice job there by Dunstan. You uh, didn't have to go far to get the first down. Well, good job of getting the uh, extra yardage there. And, uh, yeah. Nothing but positive yardage so far tonight for Dunstan. He's had that one one carry where he got knocked back. But uh, other than that, he's been doing a great job yeah, getting those yards tonight. Good rushing for Dunstan. And it'll be first and 10 at the 15. Belcher goes in motion, and they hand it off to him. Turns the corner to the right side, and he turns it up the field and gets it past the 10-yard line, so it'll yeah. be just shy of the 
uh, first down marker, but it looks like there's a penalty flag, and it's going to be holding on Effingham, it looks like. So wipe out the penalty. So wipe out the nice gainer there on the handoff to Belcher. And so that's going to be a holding penalty on Effingham. Ten-yard penalty. Fourth penalty for 45 yards so far in this game. And uh, I know Effingham's up 21-7, to but Coach Shafter, I'm sure, is frustrated with these uh, mounting penalties here. First and 20, and ball will be placed at the 25-yard line. Gillum will be in a shotgun. Two receivers split out here on the near side. And Gillum will keep it himself. He goes forward and tries to juke out a defender, but he can't get away from him. So a short little game that time. And it'll be a, a game to about the 23 that time. So a gain of two yards there on the design run for Gillum. Not much going there for, for Gillum. You kind of kind of juke and jive there to try to get uh, a couple more yards, but uh, nothing doing. And uh, second and uh, 19, it looks like. And Gillum will send Belcher in a motion again, and Gillum's going to throw, loads up down the middle. He's got a man, and it's going to be incomplete. Takes a shot as Colton Webb took an absolute shot to the head, and here comes the flag. And luckily, Webb is back up to his feet, but he took a nasty hit there in the end zone. And that was a a penalty. That's going to be a penalty on a Centralia. And he took an absolute shot there. And that's going to be a personal foul. And also, Centralia players shaking up, and that's Jones, who made the hit, I think, and He's come hobbling off on his left ankle there. So that's going to be a personal foul on uh, Centralia, I think. But actually it looks like they're going to be uh, moving it back a little bit. So now we're going forward. All right. So we're going a personal foul on Centralia, so where are they going to set the ball down after all this? It's going to be at the 11 or 12. Looks like it's going to be at the 11-yard line. 11-yard line, so. And luckily, though. Eight-yard penalty there, but, yeah, luckily, though, uh, luckily, uh, Webb was able to uh, get up under his own power after that vicious hit he he took from uh, Jones there. So it'll be it'll be at the eleven yard line, and so it'll be at the eleven yard line, and it's going to be second and six, and they'll send two men in motion, and that's going to be Gillum up in our center. He'll go to his right, hands off to a Dunstan, tries to cut it back up the middle, but just can't get away from the Orphans' defensive line. But he is close to the first down marker, though. So it'll be up to the about the eight yard line. Three yard, three, three yard, yard gain there for Dunstan. So it'll be a third and a three at the eight yard line. Gillum will go up under center. Seven forty four to go in the second quarter. Webb and Reed go in motion again to the right, and Gillum takes the snap, turns, and uh, they're going to be whistled. I think there's a flag out there, or did Centralia get the timeout? Centralia is going to call a, a timeout. So we'll step away for 30 seconds here as FEM faces a third down and a three 
737 to go in the second quarter. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack FM. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by Effingham Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Australia as uh, the Orphans called their first time out of the half. And uh, it'll be a third down and three for FEM at the eight-yard line. Gillen will go up in a center and uh, send Reed in motion. And they're going to hand off to Dunstan. And he's got some running room. And he's going to be into the end zone. Touchdown. Eight-yard touchdown run for Weldon Dunstan. And another look at my chicken bowl, my pork barbecue. FEM touchdown uh, makes it 27 to 7. Nice job there by Dunstan just to run run the ball right up the middle for uh, for the eight yard uh, touchdown and definitely uh, up by twenty right now so get ready to attempt the extra point. Dunstan's second rushing touchdown of the night and Donaldson on the hold. Stefton boots it through the uprights just on hugs that left side, but it's good and so it makes it twenty eight to seven. FEM in the lead, seven thirty two to go. So we just took a thirty second timeout. We'll take another one here at FEM. Gets on the board once again. And so we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack FM. Come shop for Christmas early at Weber's Jewelry's first autumn sale extravaganza event. Our inventory is changing like the seasons, and we have unbelievable prices for you. Grandfather clocks, wall and mantle clocks, bridal and high-end pieces, sterling silver items and more are included in this event. Prices discounted from 10 all the way to 80% off. Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th at Weber's Jewelry, 114 East Main Street in Teutopolis. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in to Centralia High School as Effingham now 28-7. Here as Stephen will boot it away this time. They boot it deep with Jones out of the game. And uh, that is going to be fielded by Centralia, and he gets it to about across the 20-yard line. And uh, that's going to be Jalen Hoskins there on the kickoff return that time with Jones out on the sideline. So uh, still a decent return up to about. They're going to mark it down at about the 23, it looks like. So that's where Centralia will take over. Yeah, not a bad there turn there by by Hoskins. Not the, the type of uh, field position Centralia's used to so far tonight, but uh, they'll start there nonetheless. So Jones will be in the shotgun, set up shop at first and ten, and Jones with a pump fake in. He's open. That's Brighton again, and he's at the forty. He's at the thirty. He's at the twenty. Ten, five. Nobody's going to catch him into the end zone. A touchdown. Seventy-seven yard touchdown. Wow. There that time to Couch or Coke. And that's going to be a, a Centralia score, 28-13. to 13. 
It was first a, play was, again. First play again. That was the Brighton, wasn't it? That was Coke. Coke. Excuse me, Xavier Coke, 77 yards. The Centralia sets up for the uh, extra point with a heck of a pass there. And uh, so all it will be uh, the uh, kicker, Anna Jones, will get it. A little bit of a high snap. He gets it up, and it's through the upright. Actually, no good. No good. Pushed it to the left. And uh, so it'll be uh, still a 28-13 game as we just took a couple of timeouts here, so we'll just keep it right here this time. So it'll be a 7-14 remaining here in the first half. And, again, Centralia got a, a big pass play on the very first play of the game, and then that one, one play, score 77 yards from Jones to Coke. And with a missed extra point, it makes it 28-13. So maybe that can have Centralia with some life. Yeah, it, it does, and that uh, that pass play there was, I don't know, something you almost see out of a, a video game in my mind there. Travis just, uh, Coke was running down the sideline, had a few steps on the FN defender, and was able to take it uh, take it all the way all the way to the house. So, uh, it was a double move. So, yeah. Uh, double move that time, uh, Jones to Coke for a 77-yard touchdown, and it's 28-13, to 13, and it's 7-14 remaining. And it'll be Centralia uh, kicking off. Hulk kicks it, and it's going to be a squib kick straight up the gut, and it's going to be falling at the 30-yard line that time. And uh, that for FEM fielded that as that was Max Black who covered that up. And so FEM will take over, 7-13 to go, and 30-yard line is where FEM will set up shop here. Good job, uh, good job there by uh, by Flock to uh, just follow follow my ball right where it's at the thirty yard line and uh, let FEM set up shot from there. High formation for the Hearts as Gillum will go up under center and Gillum will take the snap and a hand off to Dunson again right side and tries to find some running room. Not a lot there. Uh, maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe one yard gain, but that's about it. I think they're going to say he gained one. Yep. So a short one-yard run there for Dunstan. So it'll be second down and nine. Not much going there for for Dunstan, but uh, didn't uh, didn't necessarily need to get a whole lot there. They effing in second and nine here. Ball at the 31-yard line now. Gillum takes the snap, hands off to Dunstan again. This time up the middle, left side. He's got room to run at the 40. He's at the 50. He's down the sideline, and he's finally pushed out inside the 30-yard line. Another big play for Dunstan. And the ball will be spotted at about the 28, it looks like. So. Like that was a 41-yard game. 41-yard game that time before Dunstan. And Centralia also had a couple of players that were shaking up there. They went to the sidelines, but. Um, actually, it looks like now we're marching people back here. We had a flag. Flag. I did, I did not see that either. It's a block in the back. Mm. So, never mind. Never more on the 41-yard gain. Still a decent pickup, I guess, but not as much. And it looks like it's going to be spotted about the 48, 48 or 47. 48. So, 
So it'll be uh, Gillum up on our center. He'll take the snap, straight handoff to Gillum, straight up the gut, and he's thrown down as he gets it past the 45-yard line in the Centralia territory. And that's going to be about a about an eight-yard gain that time for Dunstan. So just a 27-yard run that time for Dunstan after the penalty was assessed for the block in the back. So it'll be second down and a three. And it'll be Gillum, high formation, a turns and hands off to Dunstan. And left side, he's got a block at the 40. He's at the 35, and he's chased out of bounds. Just shy of the 30-yard line up to the 29, or the uh, 31 that time. So 14-yard gainer that time before Dunstan. And another first down for Effingham. They just keep giving the ball to Dunstan. He keeps gaining those yards, getting the first down. He, you know, the little engine they could and uh, doing doing a lot here tonight. Two touchdowns. Many. Two touchdowns. He's got to be well over 100 yards at this point as well oh, I'm sure he is. for Dunstan. And it's a first down and 10. Ball spot of the 31. And why not hand off to Dunstan again? This time right side flashing through and he jukes. He's at the 15. He's at the 10. Down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown. 31-yard touchdown. They have a late flag as well. But as it stands right now, a 31-yard touchdown run for Weldon Dunstan. And we'll see if this was going to be assessed after the penalty is way behind the play here. As two guys were wrestling back here, and it'll be a personal foul on Effingham. And so... We'll talk to the Centralia coach to try to see if that's going to be assessed or, or not. Or It was way behind the play, but it's against the Hearts' personal foul. They'll think we're going to wipe out the touchdown, though. That's what, that's what it looks like. And it's got to be frustrating again. And, and uh, the touchdown is good. So, thank goodness the touchdown stands, 31-yard touchdown. I wasn't for sure if they were going to. I wasn't sure either. It's a third rushing touchdown for Weldon Dunstan, and that puts them up 34-13 to with about 5.50 to go here for the Hearts after they'll assist the penalty on the kickoff, the personal foul. Like I said, a heart, couple of players were tangled up and basically it looked like a wrestling match out there. Jack Event. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family-owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in to Centralia High School. Your high-scoring affair so far. We're only 5.50 to go left in the uh, first half. So what more scoring will be entailed? Uh, that last one, another rushing touchdown for Weldon Dunstan. Third of the night after all that confusion there. So the personal foul will be assessed here on the kickoff. So 
Effingham will be kicking off at their own 25-yard line at this point. Stetson's got a leg on him. We'll see how far he can kick it down here. Centralia lining up to uh, receive it at about the opposite 25-yard line. So we'll see what Stetson can do as the wind kind of died down here at Centralia as well. It's going to be fielded there at about the 27-yard line down the sideline, and that's Coke taking it over there, and he's going to get close to about midfield, so a pretty decent return after a short kickoff as he was at the 25-yard line, and it'll be up to about the 47 is where Centralia will take over. It's a nice little uh, 20-yard 20 20 yard run back there for, uh, for Coke for, uh, for Centralia, and uh, just shy of the out of the 50-yard line here. All right, so Jones will be in the shotgun. Empty set, got four receivers split out here to the right. Pass complete to Coke, and he uh, makes a move and gets a nice block, gets it to uh, into FEM territory, close to 45. About a six-yard gainer that time from Jones to Coke, and it'll be second down and four. Nice little, uh, nice little uh, play there from, uh, from Jones to Coke. You pick up uh, six yards there with uh, 517 left to go here in the first half. Jones in the shotgun. Got three receivers split out on the left side. Looking towards that way. Short little completion there to Tom Lonovich. Makes a stiff arm. He's got the first down. He's down the sideline. He's past the 30-yard line before he's ran out of bounds. And that's Cobra line and Weaver over there pushing him out finally. And that's a big pass play there for Centralia, and that'll get it to about, you're going to spot it about the 38, so a 12-yard gain, so an 8-yard pickup, actually, so he must have stepped out of bounds before that, and Jones will take over first down and 10, and that shotgun snap, he's looking to throw, here comes the rush, and he can't get away from him, actually he will, he's escaped. One guy, and he still just throws it away over on the Effingham sideline after heavy pressure that time for the Hearts. And I think that was Fox who was back there who was finally one of the guys to actually attempt to make the tackle there. But heavy pressure that time for the Hearts defense, and Jones just chucks it out there. And we'll see if there's also a flag over there that may be discussing whether this is grounding or not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Jones was able to elude the first Effingham defender and get away. I that was. I couldn't either. And, and we're there to pick up the flag, so there's no intentional grounding that time. So it'll just be a second down and a 10. After talking about video games, it looked like Michael Vick from 2004 was eluding yeah, the defense, but he's going to be shaken up and he's actually going to come towards the sidelines here and maybe to get the play. Yeah, actually, yep, that's what he's doing. So it'll be a first down and 10 at the 38. And it'll be a Jones in the shotgun. And it'll be Two receivers split on each side of the line, and Jones takes the snap. Here comes the rush again, and it's still Jones trying to make something happen. Still dancing around back there. Flags all over the place. Just chucks it out of bounds again, and another flag. The official didn't have a flag in his pocket, so he just throws his white hat. We're all out of flags. Wow. We need to buy some more. 
Somebody, at the somebody, store. Go, somebody go to the hardware store, pick up some flags. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if they sell them on the shelves, but... I don't either. Somebody got some spray, spray painters. Yellow spray paint, spray something what yellow. A, what do I got? What do I got? I don't have anything else. I'll just throw my hat. <laughs> well, better than nothing. You use what well, you have use to. Use what you got. So many penalties on that one play. I know. As there was flags over on the sideline. There was a flag initially in the backfield. So you maybe that direction is holding. But then that last one was probably intentional grounding at that point. Um, but we're yeah. going to try to get it all sorted out, which one's finally going to be sure. accepted yeah, or not. You know, they're talking to Coach F over there on the sidelines. But, my goodness, as back-to-back plays, just dancing back there and trying to make something happen, and not a lot was happening. But penalties. No, there, no, there wasn't, yeah, but, but penalties, yeah, I don't know. That, uh, one by the hard side line and then the uh, – referee threw his flag and then he threw his hat so uh yeah i'm sure one could be intentional grounding but i'm not sure what the what the other two other two were the, are gonna be so so discussion's over as it will be a uh, holding on centralia. centralia and it's a personal foul on Effingham, and then a personal foul on centralia so those uh, two personal fouls will offset. So the uh, so the uh, first penalty should should count, but the uh, personal fouls penalties will be negated. And so we're just going to move it to the 40-yard line. So that's where they are going to uh, spot the ball after all this. So maybe every penalty was negated. Yeah, it looks like they all... Uh... I'll just offset and we'll just uh, do it over. So basically all that confusion didn't happen at all. So wipe off that play of memory. It'll just be a second down and 12 at the uh, 40-yard line. So uh, Centralia will uh, have some discussion with the head official. And now I think we're satisfied with all of our answers. It almost kind of looked like last week with the discussions, but – It'll be a second down and a 12, and the ball will be at the 40-yard line after all that confusion. So it'll be Jones in the shotgun. Got two receivers split out here on the near side. And Jones will take the snap. He rolls out to his right side. Here comes the rush again. It's Mike Love. Here comes another penalty. And two receivers down there, and neither one of them is going to be complete. I think Coke and Bratton were in the area. But it's going to be another penalty on Centralia. Like holding on holding on the orphans. So a fourth penalty flag coming out on two plays. This time, and this one's actually going to count. And so we're going to walk it back, and it'll be a 10-yard penalty for the orphans after all that. So about the 50-yard line. Midfield is where we're going to place it. Second down and a 22. I've got uh, Centralia. That's their fifth penalty for uh, uh, 43. No, yeah, 43 yards tonight. So 4:26 on the first half clock, and Jones will be in the shotgun on second and 26 for the Orphans. And Jones will take the snap, and they're hand off to a Morgan on the left side. Not much room is there, and that's going to be tackled. Maybe even in the backfield, lost a yard there. Metzner there looks like he was in on the stop and 
uh, ring was in there on the stop as well. So a loss of uh, one there, so it'll be a second and about 23, I think, for the Orphans. Either way, it's a long ways out there. Looks like it was a loss of three there on that yeah, play. So it'll be a third down, actually. And a Jones will take the snap, and he rolls out to the right side, and he can't find room to run, so he'll go to the left side, tries for uh, gets a block, and he's up to the 40-yard line, and that's going to be close to the original line of scrimmage after all that. So it's a decent gain after misdirection, go to the right, cut it back to the left, and that's still going to be well short, fourth and 11. So a gain of about 14 yards there though, that time. Yeah, nice little run there by Jones, but yeah, definitely not enough for the uh, first down. And Centralia faces a fourth and eleven here with three three ten left to go in the first half. Up to the thirty nine yard line, fourth and eleven. Come up about three minutes to go in the second quarter. Jones will take the snap in the shotgun, looking to throw here to the right side. Loads up, throws into some traffic, and it's going to be complete to Coke again. He turns up field, leads into the end zone, touchdown! Wow. My goodness, after all that. Xavier Coke with another touchdown, 39 yards, 39-yard touchdown from Jones to Coke, and it makes it 34 to 19. Was that, was that Coke or Brown? That was Coke. That was Coke. Okay. So, 34 to 19, your score, and it looks like Cicelli is setting up for a two-point conversion. No, I thought they were going to, but nope, it'll just be a. Hollett will be kicking it through the upright, and kick is up and good. So it's 34-20 to 20 after all that. 2.55 to go here in the first half, and we'll be back in 30 more seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football, Jack FN. Weston Company, certified public accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here to his Centralia High School, 34 to 20 yard score. Now after that, Centralia score again, 39 yard touchdown from Jones to uh, Coke. And we still got two minutes, 55 seconds left on the first half clock. We'll see if FEM can uh, try to double dip here at the end of the half, as they say for the Illini at least. And a, a little onside squibber takes a high bounce, and FEM just going to have to fall on it about the 30 yard line. It might be Webb who uh, fell down on it. That was Reed, who is the last one to come up with it. So took a high bounce off the grass here at Centralia, and they're going to spot it at about the 31-yard line. So 31-yard line is where FEM will take over. They got two minutes, 52 seconds to work with, and they also got all three of their timeouts as well if they want to use them. That they do. It was a nice job there on Effingham, just the ball there on that on that kick. So to be a Gillum taking the snap under center, turns and hands off to Dunstan at this time, and this time Centralia is ready for it 
had just about a one-yard game that time before taking down. We also got an orphan who is shaken up. And gets up there. So Morgan there on that stop. And looks like uh, Poor is uh, going to limp off. And so he'll gain about one yard that time. And second down and nine on the one-yard gainer that time. Gillum will be up under center, straight eye formation, and Gillum turns. Nope, he'll hand it off, and nope, he'll play action pass. Roll to the right, pass complete to Reed. Has that the 40. He's got the first down and some before he slides out of bounds. They're just over the 45. They're going to field it about the 47. 15-yard gainer that time to Reed. Nice, uh, nice 15-yard pass play there from Gillum Reed. Reed was wide open. He was able to get the uh, extra first down and uh, some more, and they got Parks got the uh, ball at the 47-yard line. Also stops the clock as well. 2:15 to go. Gillum will keep it himself. Goes straight up the middle. Gets a pass midfield. Keeps chugging along and gets it just shy of the 45 at time, and uh, that's going to be a gain of about. 47, so a gain of six there, so it'll be second down and four. And Gillum will be in the shotgun again, high snap, but it's going to be another run for Gillum, takes on on the right side, and he's going to be tripped up close to the 45 that time. So about another two yards, they're going to say maybe three yards this time. Yep, it's a three-yard gainer that time, so it'll be a third and one, and we're quickly up to the line. Gillum takes the snap. Centralia didn't get off the field in time. And actually, Centralia called a timeout as they had a late substitution there and player couldn't get off the field fast enough. So instead of taking a free play, and uh, will be a timeout for Centralia. And uh, so we'll take a quick 30-second timeout as well with the Hearts facing a third and one. And uh, so we'll be right back. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, Hearts! Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to his Centralia, third and one of all the 44 for Effingham as they try to convert here on this third and short as it's going to be a straight QB sneak right up the middle for Gillum. He's actually in a game of about two there, so... Couple yards. Yep, two yards. Two yards there. First down, new set of downs. Hurry up offense for FEM and Gillum will take the snap. And before the uh, play can get going, it's a false start on FEM or an illegal procedure. Everyone not set as they try to go hurry up there. He still involves their timeouts. A minute and 21 remaining. And another 
Uh, quickly up to the line of scrimmage here. It's going to be a first and about 15. Gillum will take the snap in the shotgun. This time he'll throw out to the right side. Pass completes to Belcher. He tries to juke a couple guys at the 35, and he's going to be just shy of the first down marker. So a gain of about 13 or 14 that time. Say about a 13-yard gain or that time. My slow pitch and catch there from uh, Gillum to Belcher as FPM uh, hurries up their offense again. And uh, so... The uh, officials, or the chains hadn't moved yet. One official signaled uh, that it was a first down, and the chains haven't moved yet. So, uh, actually, it was just short of the markers anyway. So, but I don't know why we stopped it there that time. So actually, we're going to back it up a yard. Actually, it'll be a game. And to the 33-yard line, so instead of a second and one, it'll be a second and two. Yellen will take the snap, and he hands off to Dunstan, and he makes one guy miss. He's loose. He's at the five. Ends up touchdown. High oh, steps into the end zone. Well, did Dunstan for his fourth touchdown. That's another lick of my chicken, pulling my pork barbecue at the end. Touchdown. This one's a 33-yard variety for his fourth score of the night. Nice job there by Weldon Dunstan, uh, taking it up the up the middle and uh, high stepping it uh, like Deion Sanders did back in the day, <laughs> and uh, getting that his fourth touch, rushing touchdown of the night. Forty to twenty, your score, and uh, so it'll be uh, Donaldson on to hold high snap, but stepped in and gets it down and gets it up through the uprights. It's good. Forty-one to twenty is your score. Forty-three point nine seconds left. We'll see if we have another score in us as we take a quick thirty-second timeout. Here, as uh, we'll be back here with our Hearts football on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank difference makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. All right, welcome back here. This is Australia, 41-20, your score. We got 43 seconds left in the first half. So a absolutely crazy first half here. And it's Centralia on the regular season finale here at the end. 4-4 needs their fifth win, and it's been a wild first half, to say the least. Stephen Willie keep it deep this time, and it's going to be fielded there by Coke again, and he's up to the 20-yard line, still dancing around. He's at the 30, trying to cut it back up the field. Duke's one guy out. Duke's another one. He's at the 40. He's at the 45 before finally Weaver slings him down. So what a nice return by Coke, and that's going to get it up to the 47-yard line. Had to be inside the 15 or around the 15-yard line where he fielded that. And uh, so... Centralia will take over at the 47-yard line, so we still may not be done scoring just yet. That was a 37-yard uh, run back there for uh, oh, man. Coke. So, so uh, FEM did uh, take a, a timeout there at 31.4 seconds left here into the first half. 
But FEM will burn their first time out. They didn't burn any time out there on the offensive possession instead of running the hurry-up uh, offense. But just uh, maybe catch your breath here a little bit. I yeah, say. I'd, I'd say, yeah, definitely wow. definitely to, uh, to catch catch your breath. And, uh, yeah, just uh, Coach Hefford's probably saying, hey, let's not give up any uh, big big scores either before before the uh, the half ended. And I just want to talk about the scoring for a minute. Travis, last, last week's score – was Effingham 21 Mount Zion 14. That was 35 points in the entire game so far. Effingham's got 41 in yeah. the first half. Right. 51 combined between these two teams in the first half. Oh, my. This Unbelievable. Has been crazy. I tell you. And 31.4 left. So it'll be Jones in the shotgun as Coke is way back there behind the play. And Jones just fires it down the sideline. And that's going to be Bratton. Nice pass broken up. There, single coverage by Kessler just knocked away that time, and that's just going to be incomplete. Yeah, that was a nice, nice uh, pass break up there by Kessler. He was right there, right there. Uh, he was with right Bratton. there, right there with with Bratton and uh, Jones uh, threw it as hard as he could. It looked like, but Kessler was right there to break it up. Second down, eight and ten. Jones in the shotgun again. Two receivers split out of the left side. They're going to hand off to Morgan. And he goes straight up the gut, gets it to about the 49 is where he stops. So maybe a gain of about two. We'll see what Centralia wants to do here. As I think they still do have a timeout left, but he's just going to say it's over. Let's just take it in the locker room. And that's going to do it for an absolute wild first half here in Centralia. As we have already surpassed the total for last week's game already. And it's 41-20, to 20, your score at the half here in Centralia with a playoff position on the line for FEM. And uh, so far, after 24 minutes on the clock, it's 41-20, to 20, FEM with the lead. And so we'll be back in a few moments. We'll check on other scores from around the area, how well all the other teams battling for a playoff positioning are going as well. So we'll be right back in a few minutes. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack Evans. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their Peaceful Life Hot Tub Sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family-owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. 
I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342 342- 2323 or schedule through our website at mersac.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AOK for warm trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or mersac.com. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have 9 lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by f Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. Now, time for the Effingham Football Halftime Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Centralia High School. Uh, it is your score at halftime. Don't adjust your radio dials. 41-20 to 20 is the halftime score here in Centralia tonight. Absolutely defense is optional here in Centralia tonight with a potential playoff spot on the line for FEM. Coming in, as we heard on the pregame show, 41 points currently before the night even kicked off tonight for FEM. So they're good on points. Well, they needed that fifth win to become playoff eligible. And uh, so far, after two quarters of play, so far so good. They have lit up a lot of yardage with a couple of big passes and lit up 20 points. The good thing is, though, that FEM has 41, and including Dunstan with four rushing touchdowns so far and well over 100. We'll see with uh, Dominic stats to see how close he is to uh, maybe even 200 possibly here at halftime. So there's a lot of recapping of scoring here. So I'll try to do my best to recap it all because in the first quarter, combined 28 points were scored. Maybe you thought that was a lot. 33 combined points there in the second quarter here. All right, so here we go. Let's start the recap. As Centralia took the ball first after they received the kickoff and after a big pass play, 50-yard pass, 54-yard pass play on the first play of the game, that eventually set up a, a nine-yard touchdown run of for Jones. That was on the fifth play of the drive. Extra point was a good to make it 7 nothing. FEM got back on the board and responded with a, a drive later, and they finished that off with a three plays, 9.04 on the clock, an 11-yard r- touchdown run for Weldon Dunstan to make it 7-7. Then after a, a fumble by Centralia, FEM capitalized with a 28-yard touchdown from Gage Gillen to Andrew Watts. And that made it 14-2-7. to Still 2.49 to go in the opening quarter. FEM with another touchdown after a turnover on downs for Centralia. This one was a 38-yard touchdown from a Gillum to uh, Belcher, Brody Belcher there. And that made it 21-7 to there at that point for the Hearts. Then FEM 
uh, got on the board again in the second quarter with about 7.32 to go there. And that was a, a nine, a play drive, finished off an eight-yard touchdown run of four at Dustin. And that put up the hearts, 28-7 to at that point. But Centralia with a couple of scores here. As, uh, they got on the board with 7.14 to go in the second quarter. It was a 77-yard touchdown throw from Jones to Xavier Koch. And that made it 28 to 13 at that point when uh, the kicker missed the extra point. And we also had a, another 31-yard touchdown run for Dunstan with about 5.50 to go. And uh, that one was a five-play drive. And uh, that made it uh, 34 to 13 with the uh, Stefton missed extra point, just pushed it off the uprights. And um, then a, another score there by uh, Citrelia. And this was a 39-yard touchdown this time from uh, Jones to uh, Coke, and that made it 34-20 at that point. And then that last quarter right there with about 43.9 seconds to go on the second quarter clock. And uh, Weldon Dunstan's fourth rushing touchdown of the night as he high-stepped it into the end zone, 33-yard touchdown, and uh, that made it 41-20. And that is your score here at the half as – it has been 61 points on the board already here in uh, this one. What a scene it is here in uh, Centralia as the Orphans band is performing out there on uh, the field. And I said off the air, but uh, the FEM has props of their own, and they have uh, the mountain that they always uh, trot out there. It uh, looks like they have a Tetris board out there. It almost looks like you're in uh, Centralia and got some platforms as well. So there's a big uh, meet there for uh, the FEM, a band of the FEM Red Regiment uh, there, and uh, that will be uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, there at Quashima Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. And uh, so uh, that's always a uh, big thing for the Red Regiment there. So uh, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, weather should be fine. The should be no rain either, so... Uh, come on out to that. It should be a good time there. So uh, a lot of scoring uh, there in that uh, first half. And, uh, Dominic, are you about I'm ready? ready. I'm ready, Travis. With some stats here, uh-huh. there's uh, a lot of scoring so far here tonight. And uh, and uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you all about it here first for for Effingham, rushing-wise, uh, Morgan Morgan's only got four carries for uh, negative negative two yards, and he's not been able to do a whole lot on the ground. Uh, Jones, uh, rushing, he's got seven seven carries for 37 yards and one rushing touchdown. Uh, Jones passing, he's eight for 12, 240 yards passing in the air uh, for 67% and two, two passing touchdowns. Uh, Bratt receiving, Bratton's got two catches for 63 yards. Uh, Coke's got four catches for 131 yards and two TDs. And Tom Monovich has got uh, two catches for 46 yards. And uh, as far as penalties goes, there's uh, five penalties for 43 yards for, for Centralia as uh, they trail here at halftime, 41-21-20 to Effingham. For Effingham, uh, Travis mentioned it, Weldon Dunstan, 17 carries. 187 yards, four, four, four rushing touchdowns for Wells and Dunstan, uh, 
Gage Gillum, eight carries for 40 yards. Gillum, uh, passing-wise, he's near perfect. Uh, nine out of ten, uh, 192-yard passing for uh, Gillum. Lots, uh, receiving lots. He's got two catches for 62 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Belcher's got four catches for 105 yards and one touchdown. Webb's got two carries for 40, or excuse me, two catches for 40 yards, and Reed, uh, two catches for uh, 15 yards. I've got uh, Effingham with uh, seven seven penalties for uh, 70, 75 yards. So lots of lots of penalty flags were flying. The footballs were flying. Uh, the touchdowns were touchdowns were, you know. Multiple multiple touchdowns and uh, not very few and far between is uh, 61 points in the first half. And Travis, like I said, you're asking about uh, Weldon Dunston rushing. He's got 17 carries for 187 yards and four TDs. So he's just uh, almost a 200 already. Almost 200 already in, wow. in the first half is what what I have him down for. And Gillum almost has 200 yards passing. He's got 192 passing. So. Uh, Wow! The first, if the second half is anything like the first half, we're we're looking at over. I don't know. It could be 150 points combined, and I don't know. It could be a 90 to 75 score. I don't know. It's, you know, you think you'd be listening to a basketball game or something, but uh, no, it's uh, it's football. And uh, well, basketball isn't too far off. So no, a few not. more weeks, and no, I'll practice is about ready to get started. I don't know if it's some off season. Workouts, summer uh, workouts, and I was wondering uh, where, what the record was for most yards in a game. And luckily, I have the program uh, right here. The most rushing yards in a, a game is 310, as set in 2011 by Grant Johnson, and that was against Salem there. And uh, of course, a handful of guys have uh, six touchdowns in a, a game. As I uh, got Nick Jones, he did it twice in 07 and then 08, as well Zach Miller. Had one in 2014. And Terrence Hill had one in 2017, and uh, Phil Firemuth had a one in a 2001 as well. So, Walden Dunstan only a couple more touchdowns and tied for the school record for most touchdowns in a game. They're only in the first half, so that's not out of the realm of possibility uh, there. So, Evian finishing up or uh, Centralia finishing up their performance here on the uh, field up or move this tarp contraption that they have out on the field for the teams to uh, warm up. So uh, we'll try to track down some other scores uh, from around uh, the area and some other pivotal matchups. So we'll take another quick timeout here as we continue on with the halftime show. It's 41-20 to 20 here with FEM in the lead over Centralia in the regular season finale. And we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. Come shop for Christmas early at Weber's Jewelry's first autumn sale extravaganza event. Our inventory is changing like the seasons, and we have unbelievable prices for you. Grandfather clocks, wall and mantle clocks, bridal and high-end pieces, sterling silver items, and more are included in this event. Prices discounted from 10 all the way to 80% off. Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th at Weber's Jewelry, 114 East Main Street in Teutopolis. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. 
with a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat. Depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family-owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. Weston Company, certified public accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Centralia High School. Ever Field here in Centralia as both teams are getting ready for the second half. Let's check around the area see how well the other teams are doing here and some playoff pushes going on here in conference championships on the line as well. Here at halftime, it's 41 to 20 at the end, and we should also duly note that the most points scored in a single game by the Hearts was at 64, said in a 2018 squad at that time. So could we be headed for that? And the little line I conference championship game is Mount Carmel leading over Lawrenceville, 35 to 14 in the second quarter. Pena, 13-7 over Staunton. Mount Zion all over Breeze Modern Day, 34 to nothing. At halftime, it's 40-12, to 12, Nashville leading over Shelbyville. And Shelbyville currently undefeated on the season, at least uh, to this point. Uh, Marion, uh, they're winning 20-15 to 15 over Mattoon. Mattoon not going to the playoffs, but Marion, they're 4-4, four four, so they're fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, Quincy is 7-0 over Muhammad in the first quarter. It's the Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship game. It's Arthur leading at the half over Sullivan, 28-13. Also, another matchup in the LPC for playoff uh, po- or playoff uh, potential there is uh, Cumberland. Last before we had, they were leading 40 to nothing over Argenta, and that's over on our sister station, WCRA. Cumberland needs that sixth win to guarantee themselves a playoff spot, and Argenta fighting to get win number five. Uh, so far, so good for Cumberland there. Uh, Casey winning 21 to seven over Paris. Uh, it is also a 28 to nothing with uh, Chatham Glenwood leading over Lincoln. And Lincoln looking to make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I know they're not a part of the Apollo Conference anymore, but it's been since 1984 since they've been to the playoffs. Yeah. So we hope that the Railers might have some nervous people and bite in the nails tomorrow night. But they already have five wins. They're five and three. They're looking up to clinch it tonight. But unfortunately, they're losing 28 to nothing at half. Uh, Piasaw's lead in at 21 nothing over Hillsborough. Piasaw also needs five wins and some help to clinch. Arcola, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're leading 42 to 12 over Sarah Gordo. And it looks like Taylorville as well. They're going to need a lot of help as well. They're short on the points department, but they need the five wins as well. Currently, so far, so good for the Tornadoes. 21 to 6 over Basalto Civic Memorial. And that is at the half. We also have Alney. They're searching for their first win. Not even a playoff spot, but just get win one. And Alney, so far, so good. 21 to 12 over Robinson at the half. Central A&M leading over Carthage and Illini West. Uh, Illini West is looking for a playoff spot. They're 4-4, four four, but currently trailing in the third quarter. And it looks like that's it from around the area uh, tonight in the way of uh, football. 
It's 41 to 20 here at the half in uh, Centralia with FEM in the lead, also needing to win their fifth game to become playoff eligible as well. Selection show is uh, tomorrow as the brackets will start to be revealed at approximately 8 o'clock when the IHSA show will be uh, revealing the brackets. And starting lineup, we got you covered 7 to 9 tomorrow night over on 98.9 the game. And we'll have coverage for you there as live reaction to the brackets as they're revealed. And we'll see if FEM can make some history tonight. And also, we'll see if they can get their fifth win as well. Hearts will be getting the ball first to start the uh, second half as. Centralia won the toss, but they deferred for the second half. I do have, I don't know if you mentioned the score or not, Travis, but the team FTM beat last week, Mount Zion's beating Breeze Modern Day 34 nothing at the half. Yeah, I did, I did see that. So, Mount Zion uh, bouncing back in a positive way there. Sure. So, it'll be uh, Centralia kicking it off, and it's going to be a Weaver and a Dunstan back to receive the kickoff for Centralia, and it's a short kick, looks like an onside attempt. But FEM's going to recover, though, luckily. As we'll see who uh, recovered that for FEM. As it was Johnny on the spot there for FEM. And that was Tyson Siebert there, the 5-4 up back there. He, he got possession of it. So FEM will start over and start with the ball at about the 43-yard line is where they're going to start on that onside attempt. Good, uh, good job there by uh, FEM just to fall on the ball there and uh, start, to, start the second half out. Uh, All right, here we go. As Gillum play action pass to start off the second half, going deep over on that left side. It's caught by Ross. He's out at the 20. He turns and he tries to get in the end zone, but he's dragged down at the five-yard line. And we also got flags behind the play, and it's going to be coming back. Holding on FEM. Wow. Wipe out of the play as first play of the second half. A deep shot there to Lotz and wipe off the big gainer there to the five-yard line with the hold against FEM. So FEM trying to give Centralia those of their own medicine there to start off the half, but it's going to be a penalty and back them up 10 yards, so it'll be first down at 20 Wow! after all that. I hate to see that negated there, but uh, another another penalty there for Effingham. That's their eighth, eighth of the night for 85 Gillum yards. takes the snap, hands off to uh, Dunstan, trying to find some room to run on that left side. Can't find a lot of it. and So maybe it got back to the line of scrimmage, but that's about it. So it'll be a loss of one, actually, so it'll be – Third or second down and 21 on the play for FEM. Yeah, you know, I mean, Going back to that pass play, that was nice. That was a nice pass and catch there by by Lots um, for the penalty. And I like the idea as well. Short throw pass is complete over on the right side, and uh, trying to make a move, but he's caught, caught and tackled at the 35. As uh, that was uh, complete there to Melton Barger. And that's his first catch for the sophomore. And, unfortunately, it was only a short gainer that time for Melton Barger. And that was a gain of about two, I think. So third and 17 on the two-yard gainer there. So still third and long. 
knock away if Gillum wants to start the second half, but uh, we'll tell you what happens here. So Gillum will uh, take the snap of the shotgun. Two receivers split out there on the left, and he's going to throw short to Dunstan, and he bobbles it. It's going to be incomplete. So they were trying to hit Dunstan out of the backfield with a quick pass, but he just never had it cleanly and bobbled it all the way, and so it'll just be an incomplete pass. Nice so, job there by, uh, or nice try there by Dunstan. He just wasn't able to hold it on there. And this is the first first punt of the evening for the Hearts. So it'll be, so. be a stuff and I'm punting it away. And Coke is going to be uh, receiving it. And Stefan gets it. Nice kick. And Coke going to let it bounce at about the 35. And it's going to bounce all the way close to the 25 before they uh, set it down. I think they're going to set it down about the 26th or 27th officially. So after all that, that big play is negated, and it's just going to be basically a three and out for FEM. And then also I think there was a penalty on the play or no. Um, looks like it. It was. So it's going to be a penalty on FEM, I believe. After the play. So, I couldn't tell what that signal was. So, it's going to be a, a penalty on FEM or maybe just a sideline warning or something. So, it's going to be a, a penalty on FEM, but we're walking it back here to Centralia. So... So we're back in. We're backing. We're backing the ball up the wrong way, I think. And so yes, now we're now we're going the other way. So they were uh, confused on which way to a point. So maybe they are. It was on um, Centralia. Apologize for the confusion here, though, but it looks like it's going to be actually on Centralia because they backed them way back, and it's going to be at about the 15-yard line, and uh, Centralia is is out there basically halfway out on the field as well trying to look for an explanation. So here we go again, Dominic. We have confusion on the field of a penalty second week in a row. They pointed to... Uh, FEM's side, but it was behind the play even, so I couldn't really even tell what happened there, but it looks like it's going to stand for Centralia, so they're going to be backed up all the way back to about the 15-yard line where Centralia will take over, and so it's going to be a bad snap, and it's going to be a dropped, and it's going to be a tried to rush it, and that's Jones taking the ball, trying to get the best what he could. But he gets it to about the 10-yard line, so that's going to be a loss of about five there. So it was also a high tackle as well. It was a high tackle. Oh, man. Looks like they got the Bratton there on the... Yeah, so it was a loss of about four. So it was a... Almost a near disaster there, turnover inside the 10-yard line, but they get what they could out of it, and they lost uh, four yards to the 11. So it'll be second down and 14. 
And a Jones will take the snap of the shotgun. And he's going to, nope, he's going to keep it. He's going to keep it straight up the middle. And he gets it close to about the 14-yard line. So maybe he got those three yards back. So it'll be set, second down and 11. And here comes another late flag. This one's on Centralia. Maybe that's uh, on the coach. There is. It's a sideline warning for Centralia. So next one will be a penalty. So it'll still be third and 11 for Centralia. So it'll be a third and 11 at their own 14-yard line, 8.45 to go here in the third quarter. And we got Jones taking the snap, and it looks like it's going to be a pass. Throws it here to the near side, and it's going for Bratton. It's going to be dropped. Big up lead. Bobbled. (laughs) Bratton had it, but he just drops it, and incomplete. He's still down over here on the sidelines for Centralia. Maybe also hurt of his pride as well. And he's tried to get up, and he's favoring that uh, left side. So they he just went right back down. So he should be able to continue plays. He's on the sidelines already. So either way, it's going to go as an incompletion, trying to hit Bratton on the sideline. That was a heck of a heck of a throw though by by Jones to Bratton. It was pretty much a perfect ball. Bratton just couldn't hold on to it. And it's going to be a punt it away. And Belcher looks like is going to be the one that was going to receive the punt, but instead he just lets it bounce. And it's going to roll, and they a nice Centralia roll to about the 46 is where SEM will just touch it down there. So now uh, on the punt, there was Morgan. So after all that, it's just a three and out. And a punt for Centralia. And they yeah, mark it at about the 46. So... And, uh, Good starting field field position here for Effingham. Not the best they've had tonight, but uh, nonetheless, still still good. Gillum will go up in her center, and it'll be straight up the middle on a quarterback keeper there for Gillum. And maybe even a bad snap, too. But it's going to be a gain of about two yards there on the short run for Gillum. So it'll bring up second and eight. So, still 41-20, your score under eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. FEM with the lead. Gillum takes the snap on her center, and then Gillum turns and hands off to a Dunstan right side, tries to cut it back up the middle, and it gets it close to the sticks as he gets it past the opposite 45-yard line as he's right there at the markers. And they're going to say first down. Gain to the 44. So maybe a 10-yard gain that time, that time for Dunstan. Nice job there by Dunstan just to take it, take it up the middle. And uh, now we're now we're in the Centralia territory. As Gillum will go back up on our center again, and Gillum will take the snap, turns and hands off to Dunstan again, left side, tries to squirt free, 
but he still gets a nice gain out of that time as he's past the 40. So a gain of about five there to the 39. So he's second and five. Dunstan just uh, racking up the yards here tonight. He gains another five yards there. So it'll be a second down and a five. And a Gillum up under center again. As the lots will take this, or Gillum will take the snap. And Dunstan ping-ponging his way up there and spins off a tackler for a short gain that time. So maybe got one, but that's about it. So I think it is a gain of one. So third and four on the one-yard gain there for Dunstan. So Effingham faced with a third and four here. Gillum will go up on a center. And a Gillum will take the snap and hands off to a Dunstan again, the left side. And it's still not a lot of room there. And he's going to be short of the sticks. A minimal game that time for Dunstan. So gets another yard up to the 37. So it'll be fourth and about three here. So... FEM will go for it here on fourth and four. Gillum up in the center again. As Gillum takes a snap, he'll hand off to a Dunstan right side, tries to follow his blocks. He's got the first down and some up to the 30-yard line. And some big first down there for the Hearts up to about the 30. Or actually, yeah, that's the, actually up to the, about the 28, so it was a nine-yard gain. Nice nine-yard gain there by Dunstan, just following his blockers and getting the first down and more. New set of downs at the 28-yard line. Dunstan up in the center again. He'll turn, and he's going to be a play-action pass. Throws out the read, and the pass was behind him, and we got a flag. So it's going to be incomplete, and it's going to be a holding on Effingham. So back it up, and it'll be a penalty on Effingham. So... Another penalty on that game. Redo the first down, basically, and walk it back. Should be walking back 10 yards. So, 5.24 to go here in the third quarter. Quiet third quarter so far. Yeah, definitely, as far as what we're used to seeing. Nobody's scored yet. So far, yeah. I mean, in the first quarter, we had a score. Both teams have scored within the first three minutes. So the first down and twenty of all the forty-two, and it's Gillum up under center. He'll hand off to a Dunstan left side. Nothing doing over there. So Centralia might be adjusting their defense. Not a lot there for Dunstan that time, and gets it to the forty-one. So a gain of one there, Dom, and it'll be still second down and long about twenty-one. Yeah, second, second and fourteen here for for Effingham, and uh, they are up forty-one to twenty. But the the penalties, penalties for Effingham tonight have uh, definitely been uh, definitely been a concern. Single back formation this time. Gillum up under center. He'll send Reed in motion to that left side, looking over towards that way. Fake, and they're going to go to Reed. He's open. He catches it at the twenty, and he's stumbling, fumbling down to about the fifteen-yard line. Lost his footing there. Otherwise, he may have been gone. But a big completion there, Reed, from the 36 up to about the 11 that time, they say, actually. 25-yard pass. 25. Wow. 
So a big pass play that time as the double move and Reed was wide open. First down and 10. Hart can pick up the first down without picking up a touchdown here. Gillen will turn and hand off to Dunson again, straight up the gut, and he's going to be messed by the D-line and just shy of the five-yard line that time. So, you know, about getting to the eight. So, gain about three there. So, it'll be a second down. The, uh, I think this is Trey defense starting to figure it out. Well done, Dunson here in a little bit in the second half. Gillen takes a snap on their center again, turns and hands off to Dunstan, tries to squirt free up the middle, and he's going to be stopped just shy. But he's going to be stopped at a foul, but two that time. And that's going to be just short of the first down marker. That'll be third and one. Again, a six yards that time for Dunstan. Again. Third and one. Gillum up on their center, turns and hands off to a Dunstan this time, and he's in. Touchdown. Nice. Two-yard touchdown run for Weldon Dunstan, his fifth touchdown of the night. Fifth touchdown. 47 wow. to 20. Another look at my chicken, pulling my pork, barbecue, heavy, and touchdown. And it's 47 to 20. Hearts with the lead. Dunstan on the board again. And a Donaldson. Will be on a two hold. Stuffed in on a two uh, booted through the uprights. Good snap, good hold. Kick up is good. So FEM on the board here in the second half. We get some points. 48 to 20. It's been a long time since we got some points. I know, right? 314 like to go in the third quarter. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. We're listening to Hearts Football here on Jack FM. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group. And guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to uh, Centralia High School. Uh, is Effingham on the board there again? Took a little bit after all that scoring from the first half. Two-yard touchdown run for Dunstan, and that's his fifth touchdown of the night. Gets it deep, and uh, it kicks it to uh, Coke at about the uh, 10-yard line. And he's going to be uh, going over to the right side. It's still trying to elude defenders. He makes a couple of jukes. He's out to the 45. Coke's still on his feet at the 50. Dukes out another guy. And he's up all the way to the 40-yard line. Ball comes loose at the end. And FEM recovers. But was he down? It's FEM football. Oh, my goodness. Coke with an awesome return. But FEM recovers the fumble after he just was carrying the football a little bit too loosely that time, and FEM recovers. Couldn't tell who fell down on it. I couldn't, I couldn't tell either. But yeah, that was a heck of a run back by, by Coke. He was just juking and jiving everybody. And, uh, yeah, just uh, unfortunately he fumbled it. Well, luckily for Effingham, they uh, they recovered it and uh, be their ball. Oh, man. So that's a, a big a turnover there for Centralia after the awesome run back. By Coke and Effingham's going to take over again. And Effingham's offense after a 10 play drive says, We got to go back out there. 
<laughs> Dunstan will want more yardage and try it for another touchdown. But FEM's offense back out there on the field. They go over at the 39, their own 39. 2.57 to go, and they hand off to Dunstan again, left side, as he gets about two or three that time, but not a lot going there on the left side run for Dunstan. Gets it to about the 42, so in a three. So, hey, a fumble there on the kickoff by Centralia gives FEM the football back. And they got 2.30 to go in the third quarter. Heartbreaking for Centralia. Yeah. Nice run back by Coke. And Gillum will take the snap in her center, turn the handoff to Dunstan again, left side. He gets tripped up. He gets to pass the 45, and he's tripped up there. So about a three-yard gainer that time again. So he's third and about four. So, so it'll be a third and a four. I get to the 49. For FEM, under two minutes to go here in the third, 48 to 20. FEM needing the win to get to win number five, an opportunity to play in postseason next week, second season. And FEM face of the third and four here already lead at 48 20. Gillum takes the snap of the shotgun, looking to throw right side. He has to scramble out of pressure, looks to get away from some defenders, and he scrambles out of the way. He's tackled on the sideline and also a little high tackle as well as he was getting tackled around the shoulder pads that time. That's what it looked like. The direction of horse collar, but he's going to be short of a first down marker. So that's actually going to be a loss of about two, actually. So about fourth and six after Gillum scrambled out. They were going to try for a pass, but no avail that time, so Fourth and six, as it'll be a ball at their own 43-yard line. We got Coke back there deep to receive this punt. He'll stand at about the 30-yard line, and Effingham, unsure of what they were going to do that time, as uh, had some confusion of uh, whether uh, Stefton was going to come out here. So uh, they have to burn a timeout. That's their first one of the half here, so we'll step away for a quick 30-second break. So. You're listening to FEM Arts Football here on Jack FM. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their peaceful life hot tub sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing. Enjoy special financing and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here to Centralia High School as we put more time on the clock as FEM took the timeout. A little confusion didn't have their ducks lined up that time, and uh, Stefton wasn't out there on the field and had to burn that timeout. And it's 1:20 left on the clock here in the third quarter, and Stefton will boot it away, and uh, Coco will be standing about the 25. Good kick, good high kick for Stefton, and it bounces to about the 30-yard line. It takes an FEM bounce. And it's going to roll to about the 21, it looks like, where they touch it down there. So 
Nothing doing that time on a, a drive for FEM. Another three and out that time. And Centralia will take over. So they can't take advantage of that fumble after the Knights return for a Coke and then put it on the turf. But FEM can't take advantage of it. No, they cannot. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think Centralia's figured out uh, Weldon Dunstan's uh, run game there, uh, run game here in the uh, second half. I know he does have a touchdown here in the second half. And- Five overall, but uh, FEM not able to take advantage of that uh, fumble. They stopped Dunstan and uh, flushed Gillum out of the out of the pocket there before they had to punt for a rare three and out tonight for FEM. So must they had a hard defender because they put the ball up to twenty five. So that'll be a first down and a ten for the Orphans with a minute ten on the third quarter clock. So. Jones will be in the shotgun here. And high snap, and he gets it down and uh, goes to his left, fires downfield for Coke, and it's going to be complete. He's at the 40, and a touchdown saving tackle there that time. And Martin was the one to stop him, but it's still a big gainer up to about the 35. So, oof. 40. Looks like it was about a 40-yard 40 40-yard 40 pass yeah. by uh, Jones uh, Jones and Coke there. So we're under a minute to go, and we're in FEM territory. Are the Orphans first down and 10 of the 35? Jones takes the snap, and it's going to be a throw, slant throw, pass complete to Coke again, and it's going to be to about the 24-yard line. So a gain of about 11 yards there on the slant pass. 37.1 left on the third quarter clock. And another set of downs for Centralia on back-to-back big plays here. So it'll be Jones. Got two receivers split on each side, looking to the left side, and he's flushed out of the pocket, steps up, and he can't get away from the rush, and he's going to be tackled down for a short gain. And I think that was uh, Metzner there on the stop. And they're actually going to say he got back to the line of scrimmage. That's it. No game. And we're under 10 seconds to go. Uh, Centralia, no rush. We're walking towards the sideline, so that'll do it. After three quarters of play, believe it or not, we only had one score in that quarter. 48 to 20, FEM in the lead. And we'll be back for the final 12 minutes here at the start of the fourth quarter with a playoff uh, spot on the line, possibly. And we'll be back here for uh, the regular season finale in one minute. You're listening to FEM Arts Football on Jack Evans. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by FNM Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. Come shop for Christmas early at Weber's Jewelry's first autumn sale extravaganza event. Our inventory is changing like the seasons, and we have unbelievable prices for you. Grandfather clocks, wall and mantle clocks, bridal and high-end pieces, sterling silver items and more are included in this event. Prices discounted from 10 all the way to 80% off. Friday, November 3rd and Saturday, November 4th at Weber's Jewelry, 114 East Main Street in Tutopolis. 
Effingham High School football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Centralia High School. Start of the fourth quarter, 48-20. to 20, And a Jones going to scramble out right side. Throws the pass complete to Coke at about the 15-yard line. And he's free. He gets to the 10-yard line. And he's still on his feet inside the – or just shy of the five. He's going to get stopped at about the six. So, he's our slippery receivers. And – that's going to be uh, spotted at about the six-yard line. So it'll be first and goal for our Centralia. Nice 18-yard pass there. And, uh... and uh, so uh, Jones will uh, take the snap in the shotgun. He's going to take it himself, left side, tries to squirt free in there, keeps pushing forward, keeps pushing forward, and he's going to be stopped at about the two. So... Only a short gainer that time to the two or to the a two yard gainer that time or four yard gain. So after that big blast play on the sidelines there to uh, Coke, short little run that time before Jones, and it'll be second and goal at the two. And it'll be a Jones in the shotgun again. Jones looks over to that left side. It's a high pass, and it's going to be incomplete. As they're trying to hit that slant pass that time. And it went incomplete. That was to Carruthers uh, uh, there. That's what it looks like, Carruthers. So it'll be a third and goal at the two for Centralia after the incomplete pass. So here we go again. Third and a goal at the two. Jones will line up in the shotgun. And he'll send Martin out in and takes a snap. They're going to run out to that right side. Here comes the rush. And he's going to try for the corner, tries for the pylon, reaches over, and he is short. At the half-yard line, it looks like. As he dove for the pylon that time, but the officials mark him out just short. And uh, so, hearts keep him out of the end zone. And it's at the half-yard line, and it'll be fourth and goal. After the two-yard gainer that time. And so, it'll be fourth and goal at the one. Yeah. Jones will take it in the gun, left side, and he slips, and I don't think he got it. He fell. He fell down, and I don't think he got it. And they're going to say touchdown now. Wow. He slipped and fell, and they're going to say he's into the end zone. So, man, that was a makeup call for that last one. It might have been. I didn't didn't think he got in either. uh... Uh, It was a one-yard Score Go down in the Jones. record books for Jones, and it's 48 to 26. <laughs> and Jones will be the holder and try to get it in with a three-score game here. And kick is up on the way. It's a low kick, and it's going to be good. Wow! Just over the middle crossbar there. Got a low 
extra point, but it's good. And that makes it 48 to 27, 10 51 to go here in the third and or in the fourth quarter, actually. So we'll be uh, back here after 30 seconds. You're listening to Hearts Football on Jack Evan. Reliable and local. This is Cleet Beerman at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Some places only do lube work. Some places do engines or transmissions. Crossroads Truck Equipment does everything. With a 40-year reputation of keeping drivers where they need to be, in the driver's seat, depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment for preventive maintenance this fall to gear up for the Midwest winter ahead. Family-owned with hometown pride, service, and value. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at Houston Centralia High School. 10.51 to go in the game. 48 to 27 to score. A one-yard touchdown run for Jones. Gets Centralia a little closer. Rescore game now. Responding after that. It's going to be an onside kick and Effingham was letting the ball back up, back up, and uh, but luckily FDM recovered it. Uh, that was Reed who fell down on it, and uh, but Centralia made that close. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And so uh, FDM will recover close to midfield. They'll spot it at the 49. So onside a kick. They didn't want to kick the Weaver either. And it seems like they've been trying to do the squibber or the onside kick attempt that time. So it'll be at their own 49, 10.50 to go. And Dunstan up on their center. And Dunstan turning hands off to Dunstan again, right side. Squirts free as, oh, we almost broke another along one that time. But instead he was uh, caught and it's only going to be a gain of about four yards that time. But it could have been more. If not, could have been more. If not caught. So, it'll be second down and about six. And Gillum will take the snap on her center, and he'll turn and hand off to Dunstan again. Left side, he squirts freeze at the 35, at the 40, and he runs out of bounds at about the 35 to the 34. So... It'll be a 13-yard game that time for Dunstan. As that'll be a first down move the chain for Effingham. Another first down for Effingham. I've got that. Got that down as their 15th first down of the night, and uh, that was Weldon Dunstan's 31st carry. So it'll be uh, Gillum up in the center again, straight eye formation, and Gillum turns the hands off to Dunstan again, straight up the gut. He's got room to run. He squirts freeze up to the 25. And he carries people close to the 20. So another first down. And it's also a gain of about 11 or 12. I'm going to say it was a gain to up to about the 23. So gain of 11 that time for Dunstan. Another again, first down. So back-to-back plays. Acquire back-to-back first downs as we're under 10 to go here in the game. 48-27 your score, and FEM looking to put up more. Dunstan yes, they are. will go up in their center. Two receivers split out there on the right side. They'll just turn and hand off to Dunstan again. Stiff arms the man on the right side. Gets a nice block, and he's just tripped short 
at about the five-yard line. And it's going to be first and goal. It's a third straight first down that time for FEM. And they're going to spot him at about the six, actually. So 23 to the six-yard line. 17-yard gain there for Dunstan. And he almost had it six. Almost. But we'll see if he can get it here. I was going to say, I think we'll uh, see him get a few more carries here. First and goal of the six. And Gillum will go up on our center, sending Webb and Reed into motion. And Gillum uh, takes the snap, turns and hands off to Dunstan left side, and he keeps pushing forward. He's inside the five-yard line, but he's going to be stopped just short. And so that'll bring up second and goal. So they're going to say it's a gain of about two there, I think. So it'll be at the four-yard line on the two-yard run for Dunstan. So it'll be second and goal at the four. 8.48 to go here in the fourth. And Gillum will go up on our center. Dunstan in the backfield there. Gillum takes a snap, turns the hands off to Dunstan to his right, tries to get a block. Nice block from Reed, and Dunstan's in. Touchdown! Another look at my chicken pulling my pork, FEM, a touchdown, and a tie the school record there with most touchdowns in a game. His sixth rushing touchdown of the night for Dunstan. And it's 54-27. to 27. And it's going to be Donaldson on to attempt the uh, point after. Donaldson will be the holder, and Stefton will be the one kicking it. And a kick is up, and it is no good. Pushed it to the left. So Stefton having an off night, missing the three extra points. Two of them was legit misses, and the other one was blocked. So it's 54 to 27. 8 34 to go here in the fourth quarter. So we'll be right back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Effingham Hearts Football here on Jack of M. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student Checking Account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. This is your home for Effingham football, 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. A little kick that time for FEM as it's going to be Martin taking it back and taking a decent run back there for Centralia as he takes it past the 45-yard line and up to about the 47, I think, is where they're going to spot it for Martin as it was a short little kick there from Stefton. So, again, with that a sixth rushing touchdown of the game for Weldon Dunstan ties the school record for rushing touchdown in a game. And uh, with that a missed extra point, just one point away from the most points, or tied for the most points we scored in the season as we had a 55 against Taylorville the other week. But it's 54-27 to 27 now, 8.25 to go in the game. And Jones will take the snap of the shotgun. He'll move a man into motion. That's Tom Lonovich. And Jones will take the snap, looking to throw here on the near side. Pass is complete there to a Coke. And he gets it past midfield and He's going to be tackled uh, there by Kessler, and he's going to get it to about the other 47. 
So that's going to be a gain of about eh, seven, we'll call it. Nice little pass there from Jones to uh, Jones to Kokus, who's the favorite tar- or favorite receiver so far tonight. So it'll be a Jones high snap, but he's going to take it himself straight up the gut, and he's going to rush it to about uh, the uh, 45. I don't know if he got it there. It's going to be short of the first down markers anyways. So a gain of about two. And uh, so it'll be a third and about three. So it'll be third and three at the 46 officially. And Jones will take the snap of the shotgun. Got two receivers split out on each side. As Jones will take the snap and a short little throw there to Tom Lonovich. Pass is complete, and he turns it up at the 40. Makes one guy miss. He's at the 30 down the sideline, and he's pushed out just shy of the 20-yard line. He's pushed out of the 22. So a big catch there to Tom Lonovich. And that's a 24-yard gain that time. So big pass play there from Jones to Tom Monovich. And it'll be a first down for the Orphans. Nice pass play there from Jones to Tom Monovich. And a Jones looking to throw to that right side. Here comes the rush. He's trying to evade the pressure. He just chucks it to the left side, just throws it up there, and it's going to be out of bounds. It's going to be incomplete. So three hearts defenders coming there on the pressure. Oh, Mike Love there, Spencer Fox, I think was on the pressure as well. And Metzner. And just had to get it away. And I'll just go incomplete second down at 10 at the 22. That was, uh, that was a nice, nice just chuck out of bounds there by, by Jones after he had, the, like Travis said, three harsh defenders after him. Jones takes a snap, and he's looking to throw. This time here comes the rush again. And trying to load pressure, just throws it up on the other side, throws it up for grabs. The receiver falls down. It's going to be incomplete. Maybe and it hit him on the head. I think they were going for a Tom Lonovich. They did, and it's going to be uh, incomplete. So it'll bring up third down. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was trying to stop and come back, and he fell down. And uh, Jones is trying to trying to make a play there, and hopefully, pray it didn't get intercepted. And then another incomplete pass. So it'll be a third and a 10 ball at the FEM 22 for the Orphans. 6.51 to go here in the game. Hearts need that fifth win to get to the postseason. And they're at 54-27. Jones takes a snap. Here comes the rush again. He's tired to have to lose pressure again. He gets away from it. Left side cuts it back up the middle. He still frees at the 20. Then cuts it back to the right side. Picks up a block. He's at the 15. He's at the 10 trying to juke out a couple of guys. And he finally ducks out of bounds at about the five-yard line. And we also got some penalties here as well. We got another flag, and the same official had to chuck his hat again. So, again, the penalties here on this play. So we'll wait to see what this one is. So it'll be a penalty on Centralia, it looks like. Oh, wow. At least one of them. And so it'll be pushed back, and it'll be a block in the back on Centralia. So block in the back on Centralia, and it'll be a third and extremely long, looks like, this time. 
carries it back to about the 32, so about third and 20 after all that. So negate that nice run there for Jones. Scrambling out, making something happen. It'll be third and long. So we got 6.30 to go in the game. Jones takes the snap. Looking to throw a right side. Pass complete to Tom Lonovich. Makes one guy miss. He turns it back up the field, and he is at the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown. Tom Lonovich. Wow. 32-yard touchdown. So Jones to Tom Lonovich. 32-yard touchdown pass. And Centralia not done yet. 54-33. to Your score. And it'll be Jones on a two-hold. And it'll be uh, Hullett on the extra point attempt. Low, low snap, and it's up through the uprights anyways. As the finish is off, it's a 20-point lead for FEM now. They lead 54-34 to after that big 32-yard touchdown pass by Centralia. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to FEM Hearts Football on Jack FM. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group. And guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. You're listening to Effingham Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. And uh, we are back here at Centralia High School. as another score there for the Orphans. 32-yard touchdown from Jones to Tom Lonovich. And uh, that's a 20-point game now, as we'll see uh, what the Orphans do here on this, they've been doing the onside kick so far and uh, as they started the second half. So, see what they do here. Onside kick once again. And it hits Cobra line. And it's finally Effie falling on top of it. But, woo, that was close. That was, that was close. <laughs> that was close. Oh, it hit Cobra line on the shoulder pad. I think it was Reed. Yes, it was Reed who fell down on top of it. As Lots runs off the field and taps Reed on the helmet saying, good play, man. Yeah, no kidding. I could have made this uh, made this game very interesting. You don't see you don't see onside kicks executed very often and recovered very no, often, don't. but you almost saw one right there. No, you don't, especially in high school. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just gotten hard, so hard. Hard, hard to do. It's just uh, gotten so hard with the rules and everything. Yeah. But FEM will take over the 47 yard line. 618 to go. Held the handoff to Dunson again. And he bowls his way forward. Martin Trainer rips the ball away from him. But luckily, Dunston holds on. And after all that, he gets it up to a foul, the 41, I think. So it'll be a gain of about seven, six, they say, on the scoreboard. So. Eating, up, eating up some more yards here. He's, he's uh, well over, well in the 200 yard range. Six touchdowns tonight, tying the school. School record, so we'll see if uh, see what he's got left in the tank here with uh, 540 left to go in the game. So uh, it'll be a second down and four ball of the 41 and a straight eye formation this time, 530 to go in the game. Gillum takes the snap, turns the hands off to a Dunstan, 
left side and tries to cut it back up the middle and gets it past the 40 up to the 39. Oh, nope, they're going to spot it at the 40. So a gain of one. And so there's a Centralia player down. And so we'll stop the field momentarily again. And I think it's the same one that was injured again. Poor was the guy that was still down, and he's back. He's back up, and he was hobbled the a little bit earlier as well, and he's favoring that same uh, ankle that he was. He's got it all taped up. I don't know if there's any more tape that can be put on those shoes. It's, he's not putting very much weight at all on that uh, left leg. He's hurting. He's hurting tonight. But he still is suited up there, ready to go. The uh, junior. And 290 for him. And so he's going to go over and get some help over on the bench. And so it's still third and three for the Hearts. And so Gillum will take the snap on our center. He'll turn and hand off to Dunstan again. Tries to score free on the right side. He gets a couple of blocks. And he gets close to the first down marker. And Dunstan with another carry gets it to about the 36. So it should be a first down. It is. So gain of four for Dunstan. And we're under five to go. Dunstan picking up yards, moving the sticks again, giving Effingham a fresh first set of downs. They look to uh, put some more points on the board here as they're up up 20, 54, 34 here in Centralia. So it'll be a first down and 10. New set of downs for the Hearts. 36-yard line for the Hearts. And it turns the hands off. And that's going to be Latham, I think, is going to be the ball carrier that time. New guy in the backfield that time to get some... Uh, Dunstan, a uh, little break. It wasn't Latham. As it was Dalton Buckles. Dalton Buckles there on the carry. So just to give Dunstan a little bit of rest, I guess. Yes, and uh, so that'll be a carry of, well, how much did he gain that time? Did he gain 10 yards? Looks like he did. So, first set of downs, it looks like. 10 yard gain that time. They're going to let the play clock go all the way down, and that's going to take a timeout. So, Coach Hefner just let the play clock wind down. And uh, so we got 3.53 to go in the fourth quarter in the game. So we'll take a quick 30 second timeout. You're listening to FEM Arts football here on Jack of M. Weston Company, Certified Public Accountants. We take pride in partnering with our clients and supporting our community since 1968. Weston Company is one of the 500 largest accounting firms in the country. With over 50 accounting professionals, Weston Company is ready to serve you with your accounting, auditing, payroll, sales tax, income tax, retirement planning, retirement auditing, and other general business consulting. See us at 501 East Evergreen in Effingham or online at westcpa.com. This is Effingham High School Football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. 
Welcome back here to Centralia High School. It is a new set of downs for the Hearts. First down and 10 of the 26. And again, Buckles was on the carry. He fell out there in the backfield. And it takes a snap, and it'll be handed off up the middle. And a nice run again to about the they're going to move him up to about the 18-yard line there for the carry for Buckles. And they also got a new uh, quarterback in there as well. As that was uh, buzzard in there taking a snap. Yep, it is number eight. So, and go up on our center, and a buzzard will go up on our center. And the buzzer takes the snap and hands off to Buckles again. And he's got some running room, and he squirts freeze in the end zone. Touchdown. And actually, that wasn't even Buckles. That was Hunter Holland. Hunter Holland, a 17-yard touchdown run. And we got a 60-burger. 60 to 34. New season-high point total. So, Hunter Holland with a 17-yard run, and he gets a 17-yard touchdown, his first touchdown of his varsity career, and it's 60-34, to 3-of-6 to go. Steps in on to attempt the point after, kick is up, and it is through the uprights, good. So, add an extra one, it's 61, 61-34, to a 34, and 3-of-6 remaining. And we'll take another 30-second timeout. You're listening to Hearts Football here on Jack of M. Come shop for Christmas early at Weber's Jewelry's first autumn sale extravaganza event. Our inventory is changing like the seasons, and we have unbelievable prices for you. Grandfather clocks, wall and mantle clocks, bridal and high-end pieces, sterling silver items, and more are included in this event. Prices discounted from 10 all the way to 80% off. Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th at Weber's Jewelry, 114 East Main Street in Teutopolis. Now, time for more Effingham Hearts football on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. And it's going to be another squid kick, and Martin's just going to fall down on it. And it'll be... Fielded about the 29-yard line, and that's where Centralia will take over. 17-yard touchdown by Hunter Holland there, and it makes it 61-34. Largest point total this season has been 55, and now it's broken to 61 here tonight. Definitely breaking all kinds of all kinds of records here. All kinds of records here tonight. Really says three points short of a score record for a must point. Yeah. And there's still some time left on the clock. And there's a new quarterback in there for Centralia as well. Trying to get that new number. That was a, a fumbled a snap. And that's going to be Nolan Pryor on the carry that time. And that's going to be a loss of two there. And so we got mass substitutions in there for both squads. So we got 240 to go in the game. And Pryor will get the play and go over to the sideline and come back out. So, FEM will be two minutes, 30 seconds away from getting win number five here on the season and potentially a playoff berth. And Pryor takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff. 
and that's going to be a left side. He tries to score it free, and he finally gets thrown down. That's Johnson on the carry, Elijah Johnson. And that's going to be a nice gain close to the first down marker. It's going to be about three or four yard short. I made a gain of nine or ten there that time on the carry by Johnson. So, yeah, ten. Ten, right. yeah. So, it was a nice run there by Johnson. Ten yard to pick up that time, and a prior will get it in the shotgun. A minute 40 to go in the game. And a prior just waiting and waiting the clock go down a little bit. And we're inside 10 seconds. We got five seconds on the play clock, and it's going to be a handoff this time. And it's going to be left side, and it gets it close to about the 45. Real speed. That's going to be a, a carry there by yeah, Stanton. And that's going to be a first down of first Centralia. All the way up to the 46, so another 10-yard game that time. One by Johnson and that one by Stanton. Minute 15 to go in the game. And so Pryor will be in the shotgun. Got three receivers split out on the right. And Pryor will let the clock go down in between 10 seconds on the play clock. We got five, and it's a snap again. Hand off to Stanton again, left side. Tries to cut it back up the middle. He's got mid the midfield stripe. Uh, FEM's going to stop him right there and carry him back a couple of yards. So uh, it's going to be a gain of about five, I think, there that time. They're going to spot it at the 50. So it'll be 35 seconds to go. And the, the contingent over there that I traveled here tonight from FEM making a little noise over there and excited about the possibility of picking up win number five and a possible uh, birth in the playoffs. For sure. They'll have to wait tomorrow night to see uh, who and where they play. We have a pretty good idea of that they're going to make it. And we'll wait to see the official announcement tomorrow. Hands off the stand again. He's got the first down and some. He's swung down to the 40-yard line. He also gets out of bounds and stops the clock. So they're going to mark him at the 40. So again, a 10 for Stanton again. And we'll have to run another play here. 6.7 on the clock. And they're going to wind it, and that's going to do it. So that will do it for this game in the regular season finale. FEM comes to Centralia and picks up win number five, becomes playoff eligible. Five and four on the season are the hearts. 61 to 34 is your final score as FEM. Five and a four. And Centralia, they fall to a two and seven on the season. So we'll be back here to wrap this one up. We'll give Dom a couple of minutes to tabulate the stats and we'll take a look at other scores from around the area that impact the playoffs tomorrow night. So. Uh, we will be back on to the postgame show to wrap this one all up. A relatively quiet second half compared to that first half. And uh, so we will be back and tabulate some stats and look at some other scores from around the area in just a few minutes. Final score again, 61-34 FEM with our fifth win of the season become playoff eligible. And we will be uh, back here. You're listening to FEM Marks Football on Jack FM. Diedrich Bank would like to wish the Effingham Hearts good luck this football season. The Diedrich Bank Difference Makers will be cheering you on from the sidelines. 
We know that being a student can be stressful, so we are here to make it easier. Check out our great lineup of checking accounts, including our student account, Extreme Green Student. With cell phone protection, roadside assistance, and savings at local businesses, the Extreme Green Student checking account is sure to make your life a little easier. Now let's bring home a win, hearts. Diedrich Bank, live for today, bank for tomorrow, member FDIC. Rush Truck Centers is the largest commercial truck dealership group, and guess what? Their FEM location is hiring for multiple positions. If you have experience as a diesel mechanic, body shop technician, or trailer technician, then we want you. We offer great pay, competitive benefits, and a stock purchase plan. Apply now at RushEnterprises.com or stop in at 1701 West Fayette Avenue to fill out an application and speak to a manager today. Heating and air conditioning. Do it once, do it right. Comfort for you and your family. Always call on the leader. Hi, I'm Pat Gavin, owner of MERS Heating and Air Conditioning. The fall season offers endless simple pleasures, especially if you let MERS Heating and Air take care of your home heating needs. Now is the time to call us for scheduling your fall furnace clean and check, and be sure to ask us about our affordable plan service program starting as low as $17.95 a month. My team will make sure you will be ready for the season in complete comfort without worries. Contact MERS Heating and Air at 342-2323 or schedule through our website at MERSAC.com and have one of our highly trained technicians give your system the AO Okay, for warm, trouble-free winter. That's MERS Heating and Air, your local Lennox dealer at 342-2323 or MERSAC.com. Ready for more peace in your life? Wet Pools and Spas has you covered with their Peaceful Life Hot Tub Sale only from October 7th to October 21st. Bullfrog Spas are more than hot tubs. They're an investment in well-being. With Jetpack Therapy, you can customize your massage and choose your seat. It's your relaxation. This is one of their biggest sales of the year with unbeatable pricing, enjoy special financing, and a mail-in rebate of up to $1,500. Ready to experience relaxation? Visit Wet Pools and Spas today or learn more online at wetpoolsandspas.net. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by FNM Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. Now, time for the Effingham Football Post Game Report on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Centralia High School. It's 61 of 34. Your final FEM coming away with the win tonight, and they become playoff eligible as well. They enter the night 41 points, and that is a lot of points. And we'll see if that's good enough to get them in the postseason. We think so. We'll tune in tomorrow night for the selection show, as I'm sure the team will get together and have a good time, get some food in their bellies and watch the uh, selection show there. And uh, you can listen to our live reaction to that selection show over on the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry and myself will be there and we'll be live in studio at 7 to 9 p.m. for our playoff extravaganza. 
and we'll have live reactions to uh, these and get our analysis as well from all the games that are around the area and what uh, the Week 9 games meant and see who's in, who's out, who survived the bubble, and who's going to play another week. And FEM may just punch their ticket to play another week as well. Let's wrap up uh, this one here. As a, like I said, a relatively quiet second half as uh, the – uh, points were just a flying there in the first and second quarter, like we mentioned. 33 points in the uh, second quarter alone, 28 in the first quarter alone, and a relatively quiet uh, second half there. And let's recap the scoring here as we go along here. It was a uh, getting on the board a first, a nine-yard touchdown run for uh, the quarterback of Jones, and that made it 7 to nothing for Centralia taking advantage of a big 54-yard pass play on the first play of the game. And uh, the uh, uh, Hearts responded with an 11-yard touchdown run for Weldon Dunstan. He wouldn't be stopped getting into the end zone after that. Uh, that was 11-yard variety, and that tied it at 7. We had FEM take advantage of a uh, fumble, and uh, they took advantage of a short field. It was a 28-yard touchdown pass for Gage Gillum to Andrew Watts. That was a 14-2-7 score at that point. And the Hearts weren't done. One more score there in the first quarter for the Hearts. Two minutes, 49 seconds left in that quarter. FEM got on the board again as it was Gillum at two. Uh, let's see, that was uh, uh, Belcher. That's right. Belcher caught that 38-yard touchdown, and that made it 21-7 to uh, seven at that point. And then in the second quarter, FEM uh, led 28-7 to seven after Dunstan's eight-yard touchdown run with about seven minutes and 32 seconds to go. And then Centralia scored again with seven minutes, 14 seconds, so just Immediately after that first play of that drive, 77-yard touchdown on Jones to uh, Coke there, and the extra point was missed, and it was 28-13 to 13 at that point. And then FEM scored two more times to close out the quarter as they scored about 550 to go, 31-yard touchdown for Dunstan, and the field or the extra point attempt was no good. I mean, it's 34-13, to 13. and the Citralia scored on a 39-yard touchdown pass from Jones to Coke again, and it was 34-20 to 20 at that point. And then finally, FEM with our last score there in the first half with 43.9 seconds remaining, 33-yard touchdown for Dunstan, and that made it 41-20 to 20 at that point. And in the third quarter, only one score. is FEM a two-yard touchdown for Dunstan, and that made it 48-20 to 20 at that point. And then it was uh, Centralia with a one-yard touchdown run for Jones. Made it 48-27. Then in the other scores in the fourth quarter, it was a four-yard touchdown run for Dunstan, and that was his sixth touchdown of the night, and that ties a score record for most touchdowns in a single game, as that was by four or five different guys. Now Dunstan will also be etching his name into that, so rewrite the history books again here. And we also have a 32-yard touchdown or pass from uh, Jones to Tom Monovich, and that made it 54 to 31. And the final score of the night was uh, by Holland there for the Hearts, as it made it 61 to 34. Their final score, 61 points, the new season high for the Hearts here in Week Nine, and also three points shy of a score record for most points in a game, as well as he's tying that record there so my goodness the stat sheets are filled there we'll give dominic a little bit more extra time to 
tabulate all the uh, stats as we check some other scores from around the area, see how some of these scores impact our area teams in the playoff picture. It was Nashville stopping Shelbyville's undefeated season as uh, they uh, Nashville wins 54-20 as a final. Mount Carmel, they won their third straight LIC conference title. They went 49-20 over Lawrenceville. Mattoon, hey, they played spoiler a little bit tonight. Uh, Marion was 4-4. Four and four. They fell 43-20. Uh, Mattoon picking up a win. Last report, we had Quincy leading by two over Muhammad Seymour, 28-26. That was in the third quarter. It was Villa Grove all over Tri-County, 52-12. That was in the third quarter, our last report. Clinton, 42-8 over Pontiac. And that was in late in the fourth quarter. Carlinville, they are going back to the playoffs. They uh, clinched their uh, 16th straight playoff appearance. Last time they missed, it was 2006, and they got the win over Gillespie, 44-6. Pena, 19-13, they survived over Staunton. It was Newton picking up their second win of the season over Marshall, 48-28. Piasaw also becomes playoff eligible as uh, they defeat Hillsborough 35-7. to uh, seven. We'll wait to see if Piasaw did enough with their points tomorrow night. We had Mount Zion 41-6 over Breeze Modern Day. So Mount Zion, uh, they improved their seating a little bit. Muhammad, or, uh, Modern Day was already in it as well, uh, but uh, they uh, finished 6-3. and three. Congratulations to the undefeated Arthur Lovington, Atwood, him and Knights as they win the Lincoln Prairie Conference as they won over Sullivan, 42-13. to So officially an undefeated regular season there for Arthur and a conference championship. Also a fellow conference champion from the South Central is Greenville. They finished off an undefeated regular season, 48-20 to over North Max. Casey prevents Paris from picking up their official clincher in the playoffs as they still have five wins as Paris. Casey finished off an 8-1 regular season, 35-20 was the final score there. Arcola. They put up one more point than the Hearts, 62-12 to over San Gordo. Wow. It was a one-point win for Robinson. Ah, only can't get that first win of the season. Robinson won by a point, 36-35. Wow. Taylorville, 35-6 over Basalto Civic Memorial. And we'll have to wait and see where Taylorville, they have a low point total. We'll wait and see uh, where they stand. But it looks like they're picking up win number five there. It's Central and m by three over Carthage Line West, 29-26. And uh, I hope this is not a typo, but uh, I'll have to confirm this. But Tuscola, they scored more points than Arcola and Effingham. 80. 80-0 over Oblong. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Litchfield. Hey, wow. look at that. Litchfield wins over Vandalia, 38-34. So Litchfield clinches a playoff spot. The first time for them since 2005 for the Panthers there. So big ups to them. And Tuscola also becomes playoff eligible as well with their fifth win. But we got 61 and 62 points is a lot. But 80 to 80. They'll definitely be on beast mode come wow. Monday. I'd say. Oh, <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Well, let's look at some stats. All right. From, let's do it. Let's run game. through this. I know everybody's. Wondering about Weldon, you're wondering about Weldon Dunstan and the rushing record. I got him. These are unofficial. 38 carries, 292 yards, six touchdowns. Mm. So definitely, definitely close to, uh, I would say, 310 yards. Yeah, 310 was the school record by Grant Johnson. Uh, about 18 yards away from what I have him at again. Sure. Unofficial. 
10 rushes for 40 yards. Uh, Buckles coming late, had two carries for 17 yards, and Holland coming late, that one carry for 17 yard uh, touchdown. Uh, passing, Gage Gillum was uh, 11, 11 for 15, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Lots had two catches for 62 yards and one touchdown. Belcher, four catches for 105 yards and one touchdown. Webb had two catches for 40 yards, and Reed had two catches for 40 yards as well. And Melton Barger, he caught one pass for two yards. Uh, the downfall, I guess, of Effingham tonight, they had nine penalties for 95 yards. As the flags were flying a lot for both sides tonight. So for Centralia, Stanton had three carries for 25 yards. Morgan with uh, four carries for uh, negative two yards. Jones, quarterback, had nine carries for 41 yards, two touchdowns. Bratton had one carry for uh, negative four yards. And uh, Johnson had one carry for uh, 10 yards. Uh, Daryl Jones passing, he had 16 for 24 for 374 yards passing, three TVs, and uh, receiving. Bratton had two catches, 63 yards. Coke has eight catches for 206 yards for two TVs, and Tomlanovich had four catches for 102 yards and one touchdown. And Centralia did have six penalties for 53 yards. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the stats I have here tonight. And uh, like I said, Dunstan awful, awful close to that rushing record. Definitely ties the uh, touchdown record. And, uh, yeah, the most points uh, Effing has put up uh, this season. And, like I said, three shy of the uh, time school record. So, uh, you know, uh, heck, heck of a game after that first half. You would have thought to be a lot more points, maybe more points scored. But uh, it was still, still uh, – Still a lot, yeah. Still a lot scored, you know, 90, 95 points uh, between between these two teams. We had sixty one in the first half, so uh, yeah, wow, just a heck of a game, Travis. I don't yeah. recall seeing uh, too many too many like it. In, no, uh, not too many like this in, in high school football, anyway. So, college maybe, but not not high school. The most important thing is that him and picks up the win and they become sure. playoff eligible now at five and four. So they sit and wait on their fate and who they possibly could play next week tomorrow night again seven and nine. The starting lineup our playoff extravaganza show over on ninety eight nine the game. Travis, me, that's Travis Parks, me, and Eric Fry will be uh, there from seven to nine to get you covered for all the playoffs. And I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up here for us in uh, Centralia. And thanks to Derek back of the studio for uh, getting us on and off the air and uh, holding things down there at the uh, studio. As for uh, Dominic, uh, this is uh, Travis Sparks uh, signing off for this week. Stay tuned to the playoff show. See where we're at uh, next week. And uh, we will hopefully uh, talk to you uh, next week. But uh, for now, it's playing in the back to the music that we want here on Jack FM. And have a great rest of your evening, everybody. Come shop for Christmas early at Weber's Jewelry's first autumn sale extravaganza event. Our inventory is changing like the seasons, and we have unbelievable prices for you. Grandfather clocks, wall and mantle clocks, bridal and high-end pieces, sterling silver items, and more are included in this event. 
Prices discounted from 10 all the way to 80% off. Friday, November 3rd and Saturday, November 4th at Weber's Jewelry, 114 East Main Street in Teutopolis. This has been a presentation of Effingham High School Football. Thanks for listening. We now return you to regular programming.